0: Yes, hello folks and welcome along. It is the Left Wing Back Show live and we have a ton of stuff to get through this evening. It's actually been a massive weekend, not just in hurling, but ladies football as well and so many great things happening. So just to give you a flavour of what's coming up over the next hour or so, um, which is of course in association with Corcoran Precast Thanks. And we do thank them for their kind sponsorship again. Uh, Peter Forch is going to be joining us. He captained St. Fekins to the Loud Senior Hurling Championship title yesterday. We're going to be chatting with Cleanie Hay following her massive achievement of course in racking up 919 to claim the zoo car golden boot award in ladies football the highest score across all uh, three tiers which is just incredible stuff um, we have said earlier and we'll stick to this policy for now depending on celebrations and internet coverage and different things we might have Mark Brennan on board. I think they might be out in the sticks somewhere in some part of the Mead. Uh, we wouldn't deprive him of a, an old tippler or two after his endeavours with the Mead. Ladies senior footballers, another incredible achievement. T- toppling the doves there yesterday. So well done to Mark. Um, yeah, we have our Player of the Week to announce in Hurling, uh, our Hurling Team of the Week. Semi-final previews and we have post-match reaction coming your direction as well from yesterday's games. You will hear from Michael Dylan on Instant Rangers. And um, we're going to hear from Gavin Nolan, the uh, Bindestone Gales manager. We'll hear from Owen Larkin, Ballin Killen boss, and of course Colin Keeling, who's over in Owen once again. So let's bring in our guests. We have our regular Joe Nolan. Um, how's things, Joe? Oh, good now, Kev. Yeah, new. Good to have you on once again. Yeah, not too bad. Thanks. And of course, uh, Mr. Peter Fortune. Peter, great to have you on. Thanks for joining us. Um, I think a lot of lads would have expected you to be maybe having a little tipple to yourself at the moment, but you've taken a bit of time to <laughs> chat to us here on the podcast. And we're very grateful for it. So thanks for coming on. How's things and well done? Uh,
1: thanks very much, Ev. thanks for having me on. Um yeah, no know I'm leaving tonight to the to the younger members of the team to carry carry it on in my absence now. Um I'm getting to, I think I'm getting to that stage. I remember when we won our first Omus we were all mad to go out for two or three days and I don't think I have that in me anymore now. And one one night is enough for me. <laughs> You're only
0: a chap still, sir. So you, you trained this lad in minor. That was only about four years ago,
1: was
2: it? He he nearly passed for one still. Look at him how fresh faced he is. Uh, he's not getting enough har- he's not getting enough hardship wherever he is anyway. I tell you, he's and getting it too easy. I'm
1: getting, I'm getting looked after too well up here and loud. that's the problem.
2: And maybe that's why he's not being allowed out, Kevin. No, that's the hard question you have to ask.
0: Possibly you won't order it out. Yeah, we, we'll try are trying not to keep him for the whole night, because you know he might get out for a sneaky one on the QT. That's um right. even though we do have a lot of people looking and listening, so I mightn't be that much on the QT. But well, Peter, come here. <laughs> give us give us a flavour of kinda you're up and loud, you're playing for St. Seconds, as we said. You won the senior championship. How long are you up there? Why are you up there? And what's it like up there?
1: Uh well I suppose um I suppose it all starts off with St. Mullins as most stories in my life will always come back to, you know, my youth and playing with St. Mullins and um, say when I went to Manu I met a lovely lady called Megan and uh, we've been together for a good few years now and I suppose we'd always kind of talked about when we got to a certain age that maybe a move would have to happen and I uh, got the curly finger to come up to loud instead of coming down to Carlo, so, um oh. but yeah no um, no. look I moved up here to a couple of well I'm four years teaching up here now in a school called Cali Sound National School out in Clare uh, and say, I suppose when I moved up here originally, I continued to play with St. Mullins for two years. And um year, look, it was, it was quite difficult. I was leaving school with a lunchbox full of uh, pasta and chicken to get on the M50 to drive down to car and get there for half seven onto the field, back out and back up here at half 11, 12 o'clock into school the next morning, back down on a Friday. And it just, it got to the stage where it was, you know, been taking a good lot out of me, and yeah, all the lads in say same and Lowe have hamstrings made out of cheese strings. So all the driving in the car wasn't uh, wasn't you know doing the best for me either. So um, ah look, the year actually funny enough, the year we got to the Leinster final, I kind of made the decision before the county final that day that win, lose or draw, I was going to I was going to make the transition up here and and look for the transfer. Uh, and luckily enough, there's a fella actually in... Um, I actually transferred to a football club first. Joel will be shocked to hear now. He would never see me, maybe, with, with the big ball in my hand. But I transferred to a club called uh, Dunleer up here. a couple of friends from college were playing with them. And um, they were actually letting me train. The odd night when I couldn't get down to St Mullins, they were letting me train with, with Dunleer for fitness and stuff like that. So um, I transferred to them. And then one, teachers in school, he he was in goal for us yesterday with the Feckins, and as soon as he heard I was transferring up, he had a, he had the transfer uh, request handed in for me to get one to the Feckins as well. So, um, oh look, it's it's been great. I have to say, um, both clubs have welcomed me in, you know, massively, and you know, I was saying to you there earlier, like leaving St. Mullins was probably the hardest decision I've had to make because, you know, it was down in St. Mullins, hurling is everything you everyone you meet on the road, it's the first thing to say, how's training going, how's the matches going, and, you know, even, I suppose, even the year I moved, it was COVID, and then I couldn't even get down then to get into a game or anything, or, you know, I felt like a real clean break, and, I, you know, what I'd say not seeing some of the lads and stuff like that that you're used to seeing three, four nights a week, every week for seven or eight months of the year, you know, so, but look, uh, no, it's been great now, it has been, and, and I'm delighted with it so far anyway.
0: And no major issues going from club to club up there. There was there was no um no one standing in your way or right? like.
1: No, no. I mean, same Mullins now,
0: but even within within Loudmore, we well, talking about yeah.
1: With we, say Mullins, like I got the most well wishes uh, even before the final there the other day. I know you sent out a, a, a nice message to me, and but the club at home had a, a thing up on Facebook about it as well, and you know just like they were very supportive of it. I think everyone kind of knew the situation was getting to where. You know, it was a lot. And, you know, the lads were nearly saying to me, you're, you're mad coming down Tuesday evening. And, but I, I'd be a bit like that. If if I'm committed to a team, I'm committed to the team, regardless if I'm living three or four, two and a half, three hours away. like so. But no, in fairness, uh, there was no bother. Basically, once the football club I play with has no hurling at all. It's, a, it's, a, it's a just a fo- sole football club. So once there was no hurling involved, it was easy enough to get it sorted.
0: Right. Well, I'm not going to name people, but I, I know a lad, and I'd say the two probably hurled with him with Carl Miners. I think he could be a year ahead of you, actually, Peter. He's a year younger than me and a year ahead of you, right? And he's living around the Kildare area, and there's two very well-known clubs, football clubs, I should say now, in Newbridge, right? And he'd registered at one. And the following year, the other crowd ran to him to go play so he went over and played but there was some problem with the farmers and he scored about 1-9 or one ten against them <laughs> and they came over after the match and were like what the heck is going on here like this lad this lad's one of ours kind of thing you know but yeah. um I, I doubt it's that it's that uh, crazy up there but you're not on your own of course up there Pete. there is another lad no. from down our direction a very famous guy yeah.
1: <laughs> and you're related as well so you're hunting yeah yeah we're we're I, th- I think his third cousins now again this Every every time we try we try and tell this story it changes, I think, what what relation we actually are. But yeah, on on my mum's side uh, we're we're related and I was actually talking to his mom. I actually got down to the to say Muslim match there a couple of weeks ago and I met his mum and she was saying that we were in the final at that stage and his club Manina were hoping to get into it and she was saying she was hoping to be up but Knockbridge unfortunately bet them in the in the semi final. So um but yeah no you run into Barry now and again.
0: <laughs> uh, you want to tell us about literally nearly running into him, or is this podcast material? So you might as well know. <laughs> well, I do I mean,
1: Barry. I mean, Barry are fairly open with each other. We we don't we don't mind too much. Well, we had a little altercation on the sideline a few weeks ago um, at a junior league match. Uh, as you know yourself, Barry can be quite bold when he wants to be, and uh, he decided one of our fellas, Thomas McCree, he's a real fast fella, and he was on this long solo run down the sideline, and Barry decided it'd be a good idea to put his hands out over the sideline like this, <laughs> out over his hurl to give him a fright, and uh, I was fairly quick to tell Barry to sit back down into the dugout, but uh, we, we hugged it, we hugged it out after the match anyway, we were grand.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, Peter, I'm going to say one thing, right, because I feel like I'm relatively well-placed to make a call on the standard. I was up there two years ago, and we saw a couple of games. Yeah. Manina were playing, I think it was Knockbridge, and Feckens were playing after it, and I have to admit, like, a lot of people would be if they saw it, the standard was pretty decent. Like, some lads in particular, uh, your man, Darren Gagan, was hitting the freeze for a yeah. and flawless runner. Darren would be well known, actually. But not not just that, like, the overall standard I thought was pretty good and it looked like a county that was making real progress. You were in with the county yourself this year, so, like, where do you see it and how much more improvements can be made and how quickly can that happen, do you think?
1: Yeah, well, like, like lads you were after mentioning there, like, Darren, like, I put him up at a level where, like, I remember playing the Rangers, and the story was always, you can't give Dennis Murphy a free within 100 yards or in scored, like, you know, and Darren is at that standard of free-taking, where, like, even with Loud this year, like, there was a couple of times where he scored frees that he had no right to score, and kind of helped us, you know, get over the line in games, you know, and, but look, like, again, like, I had no, I had really no experience of it um, until I came up, and I trained with the lads a couple of times, you know, while I was with Saint Mullins, again, just like the odd night when I if I couldn't make it down and uh, you know, again like I, I thought like you know the standard was very good and then going into the county scene, like, you know, I suppose I unfortunately it just never worked out for me I never I never really got the chance to play Adult Hurl McCarlo. You know, I got I was again, I always say I was very fortunate to get to play, you know, minor and under twenty one and be on that panel that beat Dublin that day in Parnell Park and you know, I've some brilliant memories playing with Carlo and even that man over there you know he was a big part of a lot of our memories growing up and heading off on buses to matches and blitzes and all that kind of crack. but um you know I suppose that was a big transition to me like you know to to go and play at a standard you know a county standard you know it's it is a different a different kind of standard to club no matter what level it's at but oh look there's some real great hurling people up here and um, you know, there's lads who really want loud hurling to to keep going and drive on and improve. And Joe, you know, like I I often reference St. Mullins or Carlo myself when people ask me questions about it. You know, and I would say, Joe, you know, like I can see what Carlo did. You know, in the last couple of years, and I know some counties mocked the whole Carlo Rising the uh, slogan or whatever, but it was real there for a while where you know, the boys were making serious progress to where they were playing the likes and. Like, I was at the match against Kenny in, in Dr. Cullen that day, and I know it didn't go their way, but, you know, to say that they were, like, playing, you know, the best hurdles in the country, like, you know, so uh, I, I think if if the time is invested in it and, you know, the lads are keeping the interest in it, it definitely can keep continue to improve and continue to move on. I suppose the big problem we have up here is it's a, it's a massive football area. Like, loud football is is the bee's knees up here for most people and i suppose it's probably taken not in my time since i was here because it's been very positive my whole time here but it probably has been looked down on in inside the county and probably not got the same treatment that the football has got uh in in aspects of maybe fixtures and things like that and uh, and you know so um look i can't speak highly enough of it anyway for the two years i've been here and i'd be hoping that um to stay involved with Loud now for the next couple of years. And, and Joe, you know, we got promotion this year from 3B to 3A and try to go up and test ourselves up there. And then, you know, you're you're always striving to, you know, stay there for maybe a year, then try maybe push on again and get up to the next division again. So, um, you know, there's some great lads here that, you know, Ronan burn there that's playing with Knott Bridge yesterday, full back. Like, you know, there's lads here OE that's playing there with Manina with Barry's club, like Joe, they've been playing with Loud for over a decade now. And, you know, like, so there's, you know, there's, right, inside, there's lads inside every county that are like it, but, you know, hurling's their life and they love it and, and they'll do everything they can for Loud hurling. And same in our club, you know, we have lads like Baso there. He, he, he might enjoy a shout out there, but, you know, lads have been hurling for years and years and years and, you know, just keeping, keeping it going.
0: Joe, do you want to jump in and ask Peter a question?
2: Yeah, well, my, yeah, Genie Mac. It's great to hear him. It's great to see him. Um, yeah, it's great
1: to see you as well, Joe.
2: Yeah, I always like, I know I'm going back to years, but uh, I would have been involved with some squads of Peter. And like, it's it's brilliant to see your success, and it's brilliant to see that you're staying with Hurling because it was something like you made the big move, like you said, there to move you know, to move away from home. and some lads kind of that can signal the death knell but you got stuck in and I, you know but you were like you were like that at, 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 as a young lad anyway you know you could see the yeah. passion and it's brilliant it's brilliant like i said and it's brilliant to see how like loud hurling I, I i i have to hold my hand up i know a little bit about it um you know it's a competitive championship up there i mean you're looking at the teams there who win the championship and it's you know it's it's next or nothing between any of them on any given day so that's a, that's obviously a great a great sign for hurling in the county Am I right in thinking, Peter? um, Was there a new uh, um, underage club started up there a couple of years back? I think there was two banner lads involved with it. I don't know whether it's still undergo. Yeah. Would that be right? I'm not hundred percent.
1: I'm not hundred percent right. sure myself now, Joe. To be honest, I wouldn't know much about the underage scene yet. I've only kind yeah. of started getting roped in now. I'm helping out one of the lads with the under thirteens up here now and trying to, you know, give him a dig out. He's actually yeah. a selector on our panel as well. But I, I, I think we can.
2: I'll, yeah, I think it was in actually I, I, one of the big towns. Um, because I remember actually sending he, he sending up um broken hur- or hurls. They were going to repair. They were looking for hurls and helmets to get the the club going up and going. So that's a brilliant sign. Like, I mean, to grow growing hurling and then growing it in the big centres of population in in counties like Loudon, any any county like obviously like our own as well is always a brilliant sign because you know n- numbers will drive it forward, which is which is great to see. You know.
1: Definitely. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, sorry, Kev, but yeah, no, oh, definitely. Thanks. <laughs> success, success, I think, is like we were lucky. Like, we got two cups allowed in the last year with Lowry Maher and then yeah. the Division 3B. Like, and even like I brought the cup into the Division B3 cup into the school. Like, and the interest the kids had in them, they're all like Clare Head is a pure football area. You know, there wouldn't be many that would, you know, there'd be a few lads might have a hurl in the garage that had to take out on a sunny day, but that would be the height of it. And so they were mad to see the match and, you know, to know what was going on, and, and like like you said, like that's where it starts. Like yeah. I still remember James Jordan bringing me and Seamus Jordan to our first training down in Bahana. and like that's where you get to love for. It. That's that's when you fall in love And Although I think Seamus wobbled me on my knee that day, and I went home balling. But um, <laughs> oh, geez, he, was, he, he, he didn't
2: lose that. He didn't. He never lost that trade for. No, a while. no, he, he yeah. was
1: throwing. He was. I never forget. He was throwing grass up and hitting him with the and I turned around and bang on the knee. Anyway, that was my first experience of hurling was Seamus <laughs> Jordan sending me home with a swollen knee. And and he sent me home with a lot of them, I'd yeah. say, in training in years to come then as well. <laughs>
3: yeah
0: great stuff. listen game. peter it's fantastic i think you touched on a very important thing regards to bringing the cup into the school as well that's all so important and building a bit of a culture building an interest and in getting people playing the game like so fair play to you they head in the right place i know look we, we won't keep you the whole night we said about 20 past we we'll let you go so we're on 20 past uh, now well, you're
1: okay we're not we just want to anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we want to say it very very well done like you know what i mean yeah. it's it's fantastic it's fantastic it's great to see Anyone, I I don't know, is there many people that have gone outside Carlo and won a senior championship like you know? Um Mark Mullins maybe, but yeah. other than that, there's not too many, like so you're in fair fair company there and well done on it. And thanks for jumping out with us.
1: Yeah. And, and there's and there's no
2: truth and there's no truth in the rumor that you left St. Mullins because of Gary Bennett. No.
1: I was actually gonna say I felt when Kevin gave me the text, I was very I was very um worried. You're in As I said, it's very hard to top a Gary Bennett appearance the week after. <laughs> I wouldn't have minded Maybe a filler episode with someone else on it (laughs) before he came on. (laughs) Maybe he's a Ah, great character. He's great. I love, I love Gary. I love Gary. Now he's he's a top man, and you you couldn't come across a sounder fella.
0: Absolutely mad
1: now. Mad as a bag bag Ah, of cats. But you couldn't come across. You need a few of them lads too.
0: Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. You have a few characters down there. Listen, Peter. Well done again. Thanks for joining us here on the left wing back show. All right
4: well done oh, peter.
1: Awesome. thanks so much kevin oh, thanks You,
4: we'll talk
0: oh, to so you that's peter fortune we're going to bring in mark brennan i think he's with us here um he was sure show- there we go mark how's things what's the story lad we just don't have audio great from- kevin great oh, there thanks we go very much Sorry. Me. we thought we didn't um, have your audio yeah, slight delay. Um, yeah, I think you're in the middle of nowhere, you were saying. But anyway, look, we'll let you talk while, while you can, and the, the battery is going to go, as you said. So we want to say well done, fantastic yeah. achievement, unbelievable contribution. You must be buzzing, man.
5: Oh, uh, no, yeah, we're absolutely up flying it up here now today. You know, it's um, very, very surreal. Probably hasn't really sank in yet. Oops. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> something that they're thinking anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> whether the phone is gone or the battery's gone. Uh going into a ditch <laughs> <the> or something that's <laughs> <I said. laughs> the screen the screen is definitely gone anyway. But, uh, <laughs> After the next for a sec. I'd say I'd say it's the battery. I think he was turning yeah. around the battery was just about to go. So uh if he can jump back on, we'll get back on. But if not, what a shame and what a pity. Uh I'd say that lad now maybe maybe he was out for a good bit of the day and there's no charger to be got. And Sir Look, you couldn't hold it again. So Joe, me and you were going to talk about like Yep, that's incredible, like, to come up literally over grade, and all of a sudden, you know, an all Ireland senior championship against a team who I don't know, like, the people talk about the great core team, that double team, people are talking about for years, and how strong mm-hmm. it's been, and how good it is, like, talking about in the same breath as the men's team, and then me go on and do that, like, so much even, and great to have a connection as well with that, like.
2: Oh, fantastic, but sure, look, Mark's Pedigree is there to see you know, he'd have, um, I'd say his fingers in a lot of uh, successful pots over the years, as you, you probably saw first hand yourself, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a player, you know, sure I mean look, he, anywhere he goes, he he kind of brings a level of excellence to it and, and a level of you know, you know, real detail, meticulous detail. I mean, like I said, you've seen it first hand yourself. But Neil Breed, when he was there as a player, um, with Old Lachlan, you know, uh, with the Camogie team as well, you know, Carol Camogie team, any clubs he's involved with, just a level of excellence, which is. Which is unparalleled, absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah, a phenomenal achievement for me, like to bring that team. I think it was a couple of years ago, for was it was 40 points Cork put past them, I think it was, wasn't was the Cork beat them in a couple of years ago, I think. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and, and like you said, to, to make that jump up and to look comfortable and to beat, you know, uh, uh to beat who to bet along the way as well. If you get me, it wasn't like they got you know, it's a lucky draw or you get a lucky break or anything, but to beat the very top. Uh, in this year in the championship to win it out, it probably makes it extra sweet for him and and obviously the, the panel and so on as well. Yeah, but I thought sorry. it
0: was a good point. Go Go
2: yeah. no, I just thought it was a good point. Um, I think it was Mickey Kehoe mentioned on Twitter. Um, and I know we might discuss it further in terms of officials mm-hmm. and people involved, but it goes to show the quality of people that we have involved in Gaelic games in the county here. Like, it, it, it's excellent, and, and sometimes you know um to, to see what they can do outside of the county probably highlights their excellence further if you get me you know what i mean yeah. um what did they say about something about not being a prophet in your own land or you know that sometimes i think kinda... i think
0: that's what uh amli got in touch with us on facebook a prophet is never valued in his own land
2: that's the one yeah yep. yeah so and
0: it's
2: a <laughs> it just Go goes on. to show you no no i'm just going to just i mean you know without naming names and going down through coaches but i just thought it was a very good point um about, you know, that, that I think Mick put up there that, that we have incredible depth of talent and coaches. And I know, you know, we, we see we talked to a few in the, in the, on the program here before, you know, you even take said you, you went down to see a match here yourself and you have Johnny and Evan and you have James Hickey from a hurling point of view we are on the hurling podcast, you know, involved with, you know, managing teams down in Kilkenny and Johnny has been in Wexford before. Just picking those examples, you know, Christy Keeley has been involved with teams around as well, very successful teams as well. Just to name a couple of lads, you know, so there's a wealth of talent. That's just from a hurling point of view, but there's a wealth of talent there in terms of coaching there in the county. And, um, like I said, it's it's great to see that Mark is kind of making his and has made his name now on a a really national stage for his input into the into meet success. So, fair play to him. You know, he's a top man, fairness.
0: And his battery's definitely dead because I just sent a WhatsApp there. and We only got the one take, so uh, we have a comment Mm -hmm. in as well. Wipe (laughs) out Mark. I said the comment says Mark left because he knew he wouldn't get a word in with Joe. (laughs) Carry <laughs> a feeling. Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you are. Thanks. Thanks for getting in touch. And the same look, lads, anyone, lads and lassies, anyone that's uh on the stream, you can just send a comment whether it's Facebook, whether it's YouTube. Um, I must actually check Twitter to see that the link goes straight out, but we did put the links on it earlier for YouTube and Facebook if it didn't play out directly through Twitter. Um, but yeah, like Unbelievable stuff, and I think it's a, a very valid point that Mick made. Um, you might not name drop people, I'll name drop a few for you. Uh, Alan Malone was with Longford this year, Alan think, Malone. yeah. He was in threatened
2: right. condition as well, yeah.
0: So, I don't know whether it was this year or last year, he won an O'Bourne Cup with Longford. Instant impact, obviously, he's done very well with us, yeah. Uh, Anya Kinsley's down with the extra senior hurlers, I think. Um, we can't really claim him as a carol man although we do give a out rubber every now and then but uh, kevin smith obviously from greg cullen in around the area like you know in yeah. that in the catchment area that you could maybe get someone involved in he's down with the cork senior footballers and there's a plethora more like make himself all aachlan gales um we have a lot of coaches all over the gap now we have a lot of club managers in our place as well. so like from outside counties you know we're going to be hearing from a few of them here in a few minutes time like an actual fact an interesting statistic, three of the four interviews that I'm going to play, we have a extra man, we have two Kilkenny men over us, like, so, uh, over our teams, I should say, in the county, so, just seems to be the, the nature of it. But the overall point, I suppose, to bring it back, Joe, is maybe if you look inside a little bit more, we might happen to look too far in future to to maybe find a go-to person, like
2: yeah that's a fact like i said there's lots of expertise like you mentioned there across you know if you take a di- the various disciplines that we associate now with the gsa be it you know statisticians um if it's strength and conditioning people if it's coaches if it's managers like the wealth of talent we have here at our disposal is amazing and it's growing in fairness like we have a lot of um a lot of people now going through the ga course in carlo it you know and it gives them a great grounding in you know and how to not management, you know, player development, you know, physical development, you know, the psychological aspects of coaching as well. And we've a lot of, <coughs> excuse me, we have a lot of Carlo graduates coming through there. So that's obviously building the expertise that we have in the, you know, in, in that area as well. Um, I think Damien Sheen is actually involved in, Damien involved in that, in part of that course as well. So just th- I, when you're talking about yeah. people who are, people who are, you know, involved in delivering, in, in delivering that sort of stuff as well. So it's, it is amazing what talent we have there in terms of coaching as well. And um. Yes, yeah, it's, it's something to, to keep promoting. Like, obviously, if you have strong coaches in your clubs and well-educated co- coaches in your clubs, which we have a good education program there being rolled out, in fairness, by, by the county board and and, and um, the GDAs and that, like, um, you know, you're going to improve your games, you're going to improve your players. And so that obviously has a knock-on effect then for, for all our clubs and county as well. So, yeah, yeah, it's a very positive sign, you know?
0: Sure is. And just the, a quick one on that, like, obviously, yeah, you give credit to Carlow IT for the course. I think a lot of those coaches would have been in, in Carlow IT uh, RIT Carroll to give us credit title yep. that have gone on like Alan Malone I think was there Anya Kinsley was in doing the course there I know that for a fact and you mentioned Damien Sheen he won a championship with Barton last, last year as well mm. he gave him his due so yeah, we do, in fairness. Uh, Joe, while we're waiting on uh, cleaning the hay to join us, I, I think she's on the way back from training. and She'll probably be another five or ten minutes. We do a bit of post-match to get through from yesterday's Senior Hurling Championship game. So, I think maybe it's a good opportunity to do that because when yep. Marmon comes on at 10 o'clock, we won't get worded anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, look, first of all, we'll, we'll focus on the first game from yesterday. It was Mullins Rangers versus Bidens town. Rangers won this one comfortably. And let's hear now from Michael Doyle. And- Mr. Tech7 himself, he's wearing number four. We call him Tech7 because he's probably the stickiest marker inside in the county. Michael Doyle, job done. Um, 3.18 to 9, I think, in the end. So we're saying beforehand this is going to be a tight game. I think he put that to bed fairly, fairly uh, comprehensively. It has to be
3: said. Ah, uh, look, look. To be honest, we know what was ahead of us, and we were pre- preparing all week like because we know they were just in serious form. And after winning the under twenty, they're an up and coming team, and they're a fantastic team at the minute as well. But they were missing a few there as well. Like we're not under any illusion. Like we just wanted to get the job done and get it into our semi final. So job done, really. First, we're really happy
0: and top the group as well. Happy enough with that.
3: Yeah, I suppose that's what we aimed at starting here. Winning is a habit, like, and it's momentum building. So we just wanted, we didn't mind if it was by a pint or two points. We just wanted to come out today with the win, so we're very happy to do that. And obviously, I think you're going to have the winners of the next game. I think if Michael draw at, at the time of recording now,
0: this won't, this won't matter afterwards, I suppose, as the fella said, but it will be battling killing our name one, looks like, on anyway. here. We know that for sure.
3: Yeah, but sure, look, we only barely bet Ballin last week. Like, we didn't deserve to win the game. We just barely got over the line. And Moishel as well, we only bet him, I think, by four points, four or five points. So, it doesn't matter who we play. It's a semi final and it's a 50 50 chance. So, we're just going to do our best on our end, like, and just try to get into a final. That's our aim. You're enjoying it, aren't you, Mike? That's the main thing. Oh, I always enjoy it. Look, when you can play the high game and after COVID and everything, and you're able to captain your club, like, sure, what else? You it's, it's better. Especially giving you a greater appreciation, I'm sure, what's happened the last 18 months. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And look, it's just great to be back with the club after the county scene I've like just seen some of the lads I haven't seen and we're, we're hoping now hopefully obviously to, to push on and hopefully get a win next week and that's the main aim for us
0: last question Mike just in terms of the game itself enjoying the game I think is that something you've learned to do a bit more you always struck me as a guy that was very laid back right <laughs> but I think when you get to a certain sort of stage, you're like, do you know what, let's enjoy this. Let's go back to the simple approach. And Is that something you've kind of found in the last couple of years
3: has changed? I just always enjoy the game. I just love playing the game. And I suppose the biggest thing, me enjoyment, is just seeing the young lads coming up like Feeke with F- F- there and we have a few lads on the subs. And they're you know, they're driving things on. And it's great. It gives me kind of belief that these lads are coming on and I have to try to keep on top of my game. So I'll hopefully be there for maybe another year or two and let will see after that. A year or <laughs> two close to that. Listen, thanks for talking to us and well, well done again, again. All right, take care.
6: Thanks.
0: Okay, so that of course was Michael Doyle, uh, captain of the Surrenders this year, I think. So um, very much leading by example, one of the stickiest cornerbacks you'll you'll get anywhere in the country, not just in Carlo. It's very hard to get anything off him. Um, we're going to hear from Gavin Nolan, the business manager, a little bit later, and we do have Owen Larkin and Colin Keeling to play out as well. But we're now joined on the show by uh, cleaning the Hay. Clean, how's things? How are you keeping? Yeah, thanks for coming on so soon after training.
6: Hi, Kevin. How are you? Not too bad.
0: Asher, ah, sure. look, for me. Come, here, come here. We have to say a very well done and congratulations. Yeah. Um, that is Thank an incredible mean. tally, and to do it across three grades as well, you must have been absolutely delighted.
6: Yeah, I was absolutely thrilled. Like It was really good to have done it from a junior team across all grades, especially not to have even reached the final. You know, It was very disappointing not to reach the final, but um, it was nice to have something, some sort of excitement on the day for myself, anyway.
0: Yeah, so nine nineteen I think it was, and five games. So uh, I'm not very good at match Joe as a teacher. He might be a a teacher, but we'll see. We'll see what the match is like. Is that- I need
2: a I need a ruler. I need a ruler. <laughs> <laughs> so it's around two two four. It's nearly ten pints a game. Like it's incredible. Yeah,
0: yeah. Ser- serious going. You know, in I fairness, yeah. It's
2: incredible. Thank you. Um,
0: and I suppose now I, I can tell already and I, I know a little bit about you that you're an incredibly modest person and you'd probably even hate the fact that you have to come on this podcast, but we do appreciate the fact that you have done so. Um, but yeah, where does where does this kind of score and breeze come from? Do you take it all in your stride? What type of player do you see yourself as? I mean, you seem very chilled about everything.
6: Yeah, I actually wouldn't get too nervous before games usually and I've kind of taken freeze for most of my life and i practice practiced them a good bit so I don't I don't find that I get that nervous usually during games even if I am a little bit nervous before the game once it gets going then it's like any other game like even the all-around semi-final wouldn't really have bothered me too much that it was such an important game kind of try to do the same routine every like every morning before a game eat the same thing and do the same routine so that's all kind of feels normal
0: That's a great way to be because a lot of people go through their entire careers and Neve Dobbs would be a great example. She spoke to us on the Left Way Back podcast on the My Time in the Gansy series and she said she just struggled incredibly bad with nerves like um, had played the game 10 times over in her mind before she even stepped out and used up a lot of nervous energy. But to have that naturally is a great asset to have and I'm sure um, you obviously appreciate that too that maybe some people aren't as lucky to just be able to take it all in their straight
6: well it's easy in fairness it's easy easy enough to say that when things are going well for you um but yeah no i i kind of find that um i enjoy it try to enjoy it as much as i can like not to concentrate on how important it is or anything like that just try to enjoy playing and then it kind of takes away a bit of the nerves
0: the interview was the very same yesterday actually uh just looking at it on on tg catter just in terms of just grand and chill, camera in front of his face, national, national uh, TV audience. And what I was really impressed was the name dropping of the sponsors, <laughs> as well, which was a, a very wise thing to think of at a very, I suppose, pressure some time.
6: Yeah, it wasn't very to us this year, especially like we got to keep our jersey after the semi final, which is the first thing, first jersey I've ever gotten to keep. Um, from playing football all my life and playing for the county all my life whereas I think some lads could have five or six jerseys so it's really good to have good sponsors on board that are interested in us like they were definitely watching the matches and at the matches and stuff so huge thanks to more environmental uh, John <laughs> and chocolate <Archi Carlo laughs> for all the sponsorship no seriously no, they have yeah, been yeah. really really good this year yeah, and it, it does know. make a huge difference like you wouldn't think but like it would make a huge difference to the players kind of having that support from the sponsors and stuff like that, just knowing that they're backing us and that they want us to do as well as we can and are willing to help us like reach higher goals.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because in fairness, I think in a lot of men's sports, we take a lot of things for granted. And some things that maybe the men's county teams give out if they knew half of what the poor old women had to go through over the last I don't know how many years, they'd be saying, geez, we should be a bit more grateful. Like so you're saying there, even that simple thing that struck me was the fact that it's the first jersey you got to keep. Like, those are things you'd nearly be taking for granted that they'd happen for you every year, like you know. So, um, it seems that there's been great strides made this year, as you mentioned. It, the sponsors obviously come on board and there's good organization and that, but there's probably a little bit to go still clean, is there?
6: Definitely, yeah, but um, with the, I don't know if you saw, there was the government agreed to equal funding for male and female GA players, so that's huge for us anyway, because even some of, the, I'm sure some of the other counties would have more funding than we would, but this year we had um, a nutritionist on board and a sports psychologist, and like, that's the first time that we've had these supports with us, and it really makes a huge difference to, it depends on the person how much you want to, like, Participate in these things, but like I found that the nutrition advice definitely made a difference, like to my game. And it's the little things like that that can really bring you on and kind of help us all raise our game.
0: And they're probably the little things that maybe might make a club player decide whether or not they'll actually go in and play for the county as well. Like,
6: yeah, absolutely. Like if you're getting these huge benefits, and even you can bring that back to your club mates. Then and you're coming back having had your eyes open to kind of a better setup and stuff like that definitely would encourage more players to come in and um, when the setup is good and there's good um facilities and stuff like that
0: and talk to us about the year as a whole then so i mean <laughs> the one thing that sticks out was obviously the roller coaster of a semi-final when you obviously came so close um that was just a mad game but in general how do you feel the year went and maybe talk us through give us a flavor of it
6: um well it was very enjoyable anyway um as i've saying, like the setup was really good we had good strength and conditioning good physio every training which is something we couldn't have said every year but um it was so good to just be back playing and the junior championship the way it ran this year was like we had there was a group of five um so we had four games regardless of how we did, which I found was really good because you just want to be playing matches and especially with kind of the club championship in Carlo, sometimes there wouldn't be that many pla games or that many matches. Um so it's really good to be playing, you know, competitive games week in, week out. And every game we played was very competitive. Obviously it was very disappointing. We started playing Antrim in our first match and drew and lost after extra time so that was really upsetting and then we played Wicklow but that was a close enough game as well and there was a 15 minute the, the 15 minutes minutes after half time in the Wicklow game like we came back I think we scored like 2-2 two, two or 2-3 two, with, without reply and it really changed the season for us kind of just showed us that what we're doing is working and um, like that we have the ability to do well in this group and then obviously went and then Um, beat Derry by a point which kind of gave us nearly we were nearly sure we'd be into an all-Ireland semi-final and then we went out and played like a brilliant game against Limerick and it was just so like I really really enjoyed it and playing with the girls and it was really nice to see that like all the work that we were putting in and all the work the management team was putting in that we were getting better and better with every game and then obviously huge disappointment and devastated to lose. Antrim after extra time in the semi-final but don't think we could have given any more like everybody did everything they could and you could see like we we're all coming up with cramp at the end of extra time because it was just we did everything we could and it just didn't go our way on the day but definitely loads to build on and huge um who's looking forward to next year
0: yeah huge progress i'd say if you could have played that game again or maybe next year's championship two or three days later kind of a thing you'd nearly be saying right like we have so much progress made, we have so much to bring forward into next year, can we get going now sort of a thing?
6: Yeah, absolutely, We so I felt like we had so much momentum, and it was weird, it was definitely very hard the first Tuesday after the Antrim match, not to be going down to Milford for training again, you know, it kind of didn't feel like it was real that it was over, but yeah, it was very, very good year.
0: Yeah, and now you're back with the club, that's obviously where you were this evening, Um, what's preparations like there?
6: Yeah, um, going well. You're training this evening and we have our first championship match against Fena on Saturday. So yeah, looking forward to that. You know, it was weird, we actually had been nearly over a year since we had played with the club, just the way that last year's county season fell, and then this year there was we were only in with the county as well. So it was really nice to get back um with the girls and back training hard.
0: Obviously you've developed a, a very strong rivalry with all Lockland over the last <laughs> Five six years or whatever, so um, I'm sure that's going to be the main rivals again. There's some pretty good teams out there in general, but uh, yeah, there's been brilliant battles. In fairness, like, and I don't think there's actually a whole opportunity to do you.
6: No, well, the last few county finals have been very tough. Um, they've obviously come out on top, the last three of them. But yeah, it will be a huge battle um, again. So yeah, looking forward to that in a few weeks.
0: And can I just ask how many years have you been actually playing senior? Because I know you're only you're only 21, I think, are you?
6: Yeah, 21, I'll be 22 next week.
0: You've played what? Well, five have you played five or six years probably senior um, already.
6: This will be my seventh year, yeah.
0: Yeah, like wow. that's 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 mad stuff like. And even <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Like if you if you look at a Joe in fairness, if you look at the men's game, if you're playing senior for for seven years you're 25, 26 probably. Yeah. Now in in the modern stuff really? I like, so. Yeah. It's it's crazy stuff. So uh, in in that period then Lena, like what what have you kind of learned in that, you know, is it more so you know you've obviously got physically stronger as well. You've probably a bit more to go. You're still very young like, but was that a big eye opener what what what's your big learnings over the last year since you've been playing senior?
6: Well, I think the main thing that is that like the standard in general of ladies football like in Carlo and I don't know if you watched the the finals yesterday like everywhere it's just improved like it's phenomenal because I like I played my first um year senior I was um 15 um playing and you know I wouldn't have been well I probably was one of the smallest but you know I it was, I wouldn't have stood out as being the youngest or anything like that there was a lot of girls my age born the same year as me playing as well whereas now I feel like the standard is improving and you might have one or two minors on your team and the rest will be adult and playing for years Um definitely found that people are physically stronger the strength and conditioning involved even in the clubs is huge so Took the standard of ladies' football across the whole of Ireland and has really, really improved even in the last few years since I've been playing.
2: Yeah, it must and be, last, go on. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, Kevin. No, just on, a point on that about Carla football. I, I, I'll hold my hand up. I suppose I, I have a young girl and she's um, she playing under 11 this year with Fenna. And I, I I was just gobsmacked. The, apart from the standard of footballers, but the, um, the amount now playing, say, even Fenna at that age group, I think at under 11, they had 20 something players. You know, we played. Uh, the fighting cocks in our in our semi-final and they had you know a massive number of players they played st Anne's in the final you know we played burn uh in, in in our shield final there's all the other clubs bagness town you know you've you give the town ben and kerry you know you've it's just blossoming now in carlo and that must that must be exciting because i know um you're, you're 22 or whatever and like there's plenty more years there and you're going to see hopefully the, you're going to see the the benefits of those numbers coming through, and hopefully, be playing with yourself Tina, in in the next couple of years. That must kind of excite you and drive you on and keep you going as well. To see to see the underage kind of coming coming good as well, it must it must hearten the you know it must hearten the players to keep them going as well, because you, you know that the talent coming underneath is going to really drive things maybe to another level as well. Hopefully,
6: yeah, absolutely. There's some amount of numbers in under twelve. I know. I think we had two teams this year, and even yeah for the first year our club has an under eight and under 10 team, you know, where I wouldn't have had, I first time I played with the boat with, or with the girls would have been when I was um, playing under 12. So brilliant to see that so many girls involved and hopefully, I know there's the LGFA are definitely um, really trying hard to keep people involved, you know, that age group when they usually kind of drop off. But yeah, it's great to see so many girls playing ladies football.
2: Well, it was the big, uh, just to say as well, Kevin, sorry again to cut across you. You're
0: not cutting across me uh, at
2: all. I, it was actually the biggest crowd I have seen at a match this year full stop, was at the the two finals of the under 12, sorry, um, the shield we were playing on the said it called the bottom pitch in the, in the train centre, and the top match was the Fighting Cox against um, St. Anne's, and I can't remember the score, but I know, I, I'm fairly sure the Fighting Cox lost on a line. the score 3-11, which for, you know, a relatively short sided game, and, you know, and with girls, you know, growing as well, and sometimes, you know yourself, at that age group, it can be, you know, the scores can be low, it was incredible. You know, and I got to see some of it after our game. There was a, a little bit of a, a delay in the matches, and I got to see some of it. And the standard was amazing, uh, absolutely amazing. And but the crowd, the support was brilliant as well too. You know, I know you have lots of parents there, but it was the biggest crowd, literally bar bar none I've seen. Even at our inter county game, even at the senior semi or the senior matches in Dr Cullen uh, last week, uh, the crowd wasn't same. Absolutely all around the fences packed, and I think that support is brilliant. To see, I think you know at the national league games, well, the support is, is growing as well. And I, I think all that's going to make the game, you know, healthier and, you know, and, and like what Tina said there as well, the, the expertise that's now flowing into the game is, is brilliant. And, you know, I, I think it's just brilliant. And I think I'm hoping that all these clubs in Carlo keep keep it going because it'll be exciting times for, for the, for the senior football team, you know.
6: Yeah, definitely. I'd agree with you. There was huge crowds at um, at our games as well. Like even there was great support. Travelled to Dunleer and Louds to see our semi final and even all our group games. We had huge support, and it's so nice as a player to hear everyone cheering you on. Like it really does drive you on on the pitch. So yeah, it is um, really good to see.
0: Definitely. Um, if you actually, the, I'm actually to mentioning Eve Dobbs already, but if you go back and listen or look at that episode and you hear what she said about. Was, it, was she on the lads team under 14 or something I think, under 14 lads, I don't know if they had a team, and then there was no, there was either play with all O'Loughlin or play with nobody at one stage, and she ended up playing up here in collection, and you look at that now and what you just said, if that's not a, a real sign of progress, I don't know what is, so if we can kind of harness that like, and, and keep with it, we're going places in fairness clean, aren't we?
6: Yeah, definitely, the the underage setup up in Carlo has definitely gotten better, and there's Um, huge talent coming up so very exciting to see and it's great to have there's so many um, young girls involved in the county teams I know I remember um, some days we'd be struggling to have 15 on some of our county teams when we were younger Um, whereas now I know they're holding nearly trials there's so many people um, trying to be involved which is what you want everyone to striving to be um, on the county team so yeah really exciting um, going forward.
2: Do you mind me asking, Tina? Um, having Milford as a base, is that a good thing to kind of have a, you know, a kind of a home? I suppose maybe for for years sometimes, and I suppose like like all county teams, maybe up to a while, were kind of wandering from club to club. But is it is it nice for the, you know, for to have that home that you maybe when you started out that, you know, venues were chopping and changing in terms of training and stuff like that. It, it, does that kind of, like you yeah, said, is that, is, that, is that one more thing kind of nailed down for you?
6: Yeah, definitely. Actually, I should have mentioned that earlier. It was really nice. This was the first year that we actually had a proper base and we were guaranteed a good pitch, a good GA pitch um, every night for training. And it really like relieved stress of trying to get a, you know, texting everyone, trying to find a club pitch we could have like an hour before training. So, yeah, it was really, we were really lucky there now um, to have Milford and it was always kept, like it was always in great um condition so yeah it was really nice to know exactly where you were training and we didn't have to change our times or our nights if they would never clash to anyone so yeah that was actually it was um huge to have that this year it was really good and also on a personal level it's like less than five minutes from my house so <laughs> that was a benefit <laughs> for me
0: it's <laughs> actually on to be said for making that like i don't know if minford plans to come back or not and it would be great to see him back in a club level but could that be like a, a hub for say ladies football i know the camogie team are out there as well but it
6: yeah it would be the worst idea that- would it I think all the ladies are like the ladies football and the camogie and yeah. all the are out there yeah it's like it's great facilities to have and that it was it's really good to see that um we're utilizing it um because i think for a few years there wasn't much going on there so yeah it's really really good to have we're really lucky to have such a good pitch that we're and um, we have access to uh whenever and we need
0: just before we finish up as well so we have a number of officials going places as well uh marion hayden Johnny Murphy, Liam Mullins, all making waves. So that's obviously a very positive thing as well.
6: Yeah, um, really is to have such a good quality um, officials in the county because sometimes you find if the refs or the officials, you know, aren't don't know the rules or aren't um, up to scratch, you go to county and you don't know what you're doing wrong and you're giving away too many frees and stuff like that. So we're really lucky to have the likes of Marion and Johnny and Leah up there Um I think they were in Croke Park yesterday, you know, so it's really good to have them um, so good for the county and even for the, if they're an underage matches, like, to have the, the rules explained, you know, because when I was younger I probably didn't even know the rules properly, so, yeah, we're really lucky to have them in the county.
0: Well, Joe, any last question before, before we let her go?
2: Oh, I, I, again, just to congratulate her on her wonderful achievements, she's going to be a huge role model now for, you know, you know the, the underage in, in, in the county. It's brilliant that our players are getting recognition you know on the national stage for their incredible you know they're like that's just incredible like you're averaging nine ten points a game jesus that's incredible you know i didn't have, I, w- I wouldn't say i scored that in my whole career uh or kevin they're either between us never mind one not. um it's just incredible and, and that's for level like, one <laughs> yeah but um, but i mean you're, you're just you know like it's brilliant to have you know to have role yeah. models like you know because that's what that's what when people and, and young people now see you know people you know you, your award and you getting your award and you, you know you're on social media and you know we know young people now are on social media even you know my my children at that age are kind of looking at little things and it's brilliant to see that and they make the connection then with the ladies football and and, and carlo and you know we we kind of are battling along we're battling along for recognition across all levels and it's brilliant that you're getting it and, and fully deserved and you know fair play to you you know it's brilliant to see it you know
6: Thank
0: you, sure Listen, Cleaner, thanks for coming on the Wing our Podcast. It's great to have you on. Well done again. Unbelievable achievement. And uh, we'll chat to you again soon. All right.
6: Thanks, William. Thanks for having me.
0: There we go. Cleaning, okay. hey. Incredible. 919. Absolutely incredible. Um, and uh, one comment I'd have to make there as well you would not think that girl is 21. Her head is just no. so screwed on. She's so calm, so articulate, and uh, going places, going serious places.
2: Yeah. Brilliant. It's great to see, isn't it? Like, I mean, she, like, and that should be like her achievement should be absolutely, you know, I won't say plastered or everywhere, but it should be really, you know, it's it's a massive tool to promote, um, not only her, her own individual achievement, which is incredible, but to promote things, you know what I mean? It, it's just, it's great, it's great in the national stage that Carlo, um, and Carlo ladies are, you know, are, are, are right up there and, and uh, you know, like I said, only for maybe a kick of a ball, that they, they could have been there or thereabouts in their own final as well, but look, hopefully next year they'll build on it. And it's great to see as well that, um. You know, good spot like to have their sponsors on board. You know, like we've Corcoran's there tonight up in the top corner, and uh, you know, it's brilliant that, that the what call it that the that their facilities and so on are 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 being up and you know, brings them on. Like, and it's great. The Milford thing, I think, is a massive plus. And mm-hmm. I, I think, as far as I know, Kevin, I think, um, I I don't think there's any plans at the minute to reform Milford, and I think it kind of goes, it, 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 I think it was it goes under the stewardship or the ga or something like that i can't remember the the the, the playing area or whatever but isn't it better that than you know isn't it better to be creative with it and and its uses and and to reuse it for its purpose with lovely dressing rooms there rather than it kind of letting it go to you know going to going to nothing or going to seed or whatever you know so it's great it's a win-win situation for everyone involved you know
0: oh, look and not to be putting on my auctioneer's hat right but like centralized location easy for yeah. everyone to get there decent yeah. pitch late as well yeah
2: Uh, I think it could be. Oh, I think there could be training lights on it. Yeah, yeah, there's
0: there's definitely some sort of lights on anyway. Um, I don't know if they're game spec standard or whatever, but
2: no, I don't think they are. But I think, I think, yeah, but it's brilliant, isn't it? Like, and
0: oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And you you look at the hardship, the squabbling that poor old ladies teams do have to do to try to get pitches, like, yeah, you know, it's it is it is a nightmare, it really is a nightmare. So, that would be that would be fantastic if it could work out. But uh, yeah, there we go, cleanly here. Um, Joe, we're going to jump in and have some more post-match from the weekend's games. Uh, let's hear from Gavin Nolan here next uh, for Bynaston's defeat. Gavin, um, I suppose not the performance you would have wanted, not that it matters a huge amount because there wasn't a whole lot of There will be more stake next weekend, obviously, but probably not too impressed nonetheless.
4: No, not ideal preparation going into next weekend. Um, I suppose the most worrying thing, I suppose from our point of view, was their attitude. Maybe lads were complacent that we're in the semi-final and kind of maybe had one eye on it. But look, it's not ideal preparation. Outlandster um, Rangers are a serious side. The way they move the ball, the way they use it. Look, they're, they're the best in Carlow at the moment. And I suppose it's after giving us a, a land that maybe might be coming at the right time ahead of next weekend. So look, it's not ideal, but we're in a semi-final and I suppose we would have took that at the start of the year. So we'll just have to regroup and refocus and try to get ready for St Mullins now next uh, Sunday.
0: Just in terms of the lads that you're missing, so four of the six forwards from the last day didn't start today. David Corcoran obviously came on, but Jamie Clark, uh, James Doyle, and Craig Doyle played no part. So what's the story with the lads? Are they expected to be all right for next week?
4: Um, yeah, look, hopefully they should be. They had a couple of ankle injuries. Um, Milky or James got a nasty ear injury as well, so he still has stitches and that. But look, that's no excuse for today. You know, lads had an opportunity to come into the fold and step up to the plate. And, you know, three boys aren't going to come in and work wonders and turn around 18 or 19 points, so it's a, it's a collective effort and we'll all really have to have a long look at ourselves and go back training Tuesday, assess it and try, uh, I suppose, pick up the boys again and get ready to go for the weekend.
0: Lastly, look, it's not going to be a game that you'll probably be favourites in, despite the fact that you have the three wins. It won't matter a whole you because if you go out and perform like you did in the first three games, sir, I mean, you have, you have a great chance like.
4: Ah, look, we have to get back to that level and we have to get back better, I suppose, than we were the last time we played St Mullins. We know they have uh, Martin Cavanaugh's back and after re-jigging their team, they'll be a far different outfit to the team we played in the league championship. But look, it's semi-final stage, it's do or die, it's 60 minutes and get to a county final. So look, it's it's massive to look forward to. Not ideal today, but we have to just regroup and man up and get on with it.
0: Well, the best look against St Mullins, Gavin, and thanks for talking to us there. All right. Cheers. There you go, Gavin Nolan, and a little bit earlier we did hear from uh, Michael Lyle as well. So, Joe, I'll just get your thoughts on those two interviews. Uh, Gavin, obviously, being the most recent, so he he mentioned the attitude. He wasn't happy with that. Um, For me and you yesterday, obviously, we were at the game. Uh, I would go along with that, but the most striking thing was, and you talk about quite a lot, basic skills like touch. um, Hand passes were off, uh, striking Basic fundamentals, which was a little bit strange. Like they've only had a week, what? There was a week of a gap. A lot of lads would have played during the week. Uh, don't know, if maybe there were one or two were feeling the effects of it or not, not endorsing that sort of thing here, even though it's after nine o'clock. But like what what do you think that was? Because while Rangers won comfortably, I didn't feel that they had to break much of a sweat in winning comfortably. If that makes sense so like where did you see it it was a funny sort of a game like it was it was over very early it was the longest second half i've ever seen in my whole life
2: yeah yeah it was it was kind of a dead game even you know even at the start we were remarking with kind of low score and remember we were kind of chatting beside each other or sitting beside each other and very low score in first quarter and you know even half time it took away to get going but it's hard to, like it's really hard to know um that you, you probably can't really I know he speaks there about the lads being, um, you know, the three or four lads won't make up the deficit, but sometimes like the three or four lads can kind of set the tone maybe at the start of the game. And, uh, you know, they can make a huge difference to the tempo of the game. But I think maybe, you know, right, he didn't want to risk the lads and probably then going out maybe there was a mindset of, well, look, we're we're down a few lads, we're showing a few lads, we're in a semi-final already. Now, maybe it's, it's obviously not said because like, I think what it was um I think it was Michael Doyle in the first interview there. I mentioned about you know winning being a habit and a good habit, but um, I, I you know I, they were a little bit off. Yeah, like their 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 skill set was a bit off. And I know we talk about it more when Stevie comes in, um, but I mean, look, I suppose if you look back to the team, you, you and you mentioned it there, you had probably what five, four or five of the lads have played um a second what do you call it, a second big game, you know, or in a week, maybe even three games in seven days. So probably maybe a little bit weary, leg weary as well there for them. Um But definitely that Christmas wasn't there in my thought, I mean anyway, Kevin. But again, if you if you load your forwards there with, with a four, four or five more other players and take like Craig or take, say Jamie, they coming in and, and that direct running style and running that teams and carrying ball and taking a bit of pressure off the back line, you know, that kind of raises the tempo of other lads and, and gives you a foothold in a game as well. Um so there probably were a bigger there probably were a bigger loss. And I know it's very simplistic to say it, but like while well, like they're not going to score eighteen points, but had they been on the pitch, probably whatever that margin or whatever it was in the end, uh, probably wouldn't have been between them, I would have thought.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair and reasonable. Um I'm not gonna be smart and say obvious, but like it is though, isn't it? Kind of like I suppose when they are in the field it is a bit closer. Having said yeah. that, like it's very hard to say ifs and buts and all that, but, but, I, but, but I, 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 I suppose, suppose not, a good bit of work to do in a week now. I'll they you do,
2: that. they do, but the only thing about it is I suppose look, they're they're coming on the back of 3 their three victories, right? And I know we said like you don't want to you don't want to burst that bubble, but I suppose Mount Leinster Rangers had probably more to prove or maybe wanted to up a little bit. Maybe, you know, we tightened them the week before, we gave them a massive battle. And maybe they probably felt that, you know, they needed to blow the cobwebs a little bit more. Um you know, even there near the end, I think, again, we were standing near each other and you could hear the intensity on, uh, in their, in, uh, on the pitch, you know, uh, I don't like singling out lads or anything, but Eddie Byrne was doing a lot of talking, a lot of organizing, even at this stage, the game was well over, like there was no, you know, the game was done, as I say, in terms of the contest and well into the second half. And, you know, he was j- driving on the byes, you know, barking at them for the puck outs and everything like that. So there kind of was a difference in tempo there and and maybe... Mount Linster Rangers had had more to prove if you get me or not to prove but maybe more you know they wanted to blow out maybe that um maybe those doubts in their mind maybe that 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 we put that Ballin Killen put in their minds uh, from the previous weekend and and probably maybe set their you know set the tone a little bit more um but it's going to be hard yet it's it's kind of going to be hard to reset in the week um but they have to like you know they have to and you can't you know you can't be that mentally fragile if you can kind of if you can raise it for 3 weeks run right you're going you're bound to have a dip and I suppose it'll be a real sign of a real sign of what they're what they're made of come sunday you know or come you know come the weekend when um when they do play rangers um but it, it, it I definitely think the four lads you know the, 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 like you look at it this year, and we talked about them individually like they, they really do they lead from the front literally lead from the front you know what i mean the as solid as the backs are their forwards like now this year are are you know and we mentioned styler and scorn and craig and whoever else you know james and david and that the work they do they really set the tone from the front and i i think it, it'll be a different Bagnastown team come come sunday come the weekend you know
0: yeah i think so as well um i was going to say it in the interview and then it actually slipped my mind when i was interviewing gavin all but the first thing you said when i saw the interview he goes you enjoyed his diagonal, anyway, did you? And I said, him, <laughs> it's like, uh, Yeah, and I'm probably after getting, I was responsible for Davey losing his place in the team. <laughs> oh, but I don't know if it was or not. Now, I haven't been talking to Davey since, but uh, Dave, I'm sorry. And I hope you get back in next week. <laughs> 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 but, um, he, did, he, he did very well, uh, Davey did against uh, Valenkillen. He makes the ball stick like, do you know what yeah. I think? That possibly was a bit of an issue yesterday. The ball didn't really stick. Um, going back to Rangers like, and Michael spoke about, they're, they're focused they want wins, they're, they're trying to build momentum I think there is an element of what you said an element, a good bit of truth in what you should say or what you, you said, said I should point. say <laughs> um, in terms of the fact that yeah. like, like Killen did shake them up a little bit and they did have to go on and prove something yesterday which they did, but I still feel there's another gear there Like, I don't think they needed to go up with that gear do you know what I mean? even though they played well do you think that, that they're actually still anywhere near their best, or have you think? Do you think we've seen them at their best this year? I don't think we have so far.
2: Well, not not compared to last year, I imagine. Um, yeah. Last year they were really a level like they're they are really a level above like everyone. You know, they really blew everyone away last year, and I don't think they've hurled to that level yet. Um.
0: They won't be too upset about that
2: though either, probably. No, well, look, they top the group. You know, they top the group.
0: The, what more the, the, can the they four, do?
2: Like, yeah, the four wins. Like, I mean, you know, the the wonder games. The the, the flexed their muscles in various parts of games. Like, if you look at it, like, you know, the, you know, the last fifteen minutes against us, they flexed, You know, they pulled away. Did the damage done against Saint Mullins? Oh, sorry, you know, in, in you know, in devastating fashion. Um, you know, Michael, they got over the line. You know, with minus a player for for whatever you know half half an hour 35 minutes or more um yesterday as well you know they just did what they had to do but i don't think that that kind of level of um last year was they were literally you know from minute one to to minute 65 they were blowing teams away and i don't think they've reached that level there yet now i know they're down a couple of lads as well a couple of injuries and you know lads have had little knocks during the year as well maybe come back from county and stuff like that so you know but like what Michael Dyle said, they they did what they had to do. They've, they've had their four wins, they're top of the group, they're in the semi final, you know. So now, now is the time if they're going to produce that. And the more night the treat the other three teams. Sunday is when you produce it. you know what I mean? What's gone on in the past is, is 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 immaterial now, you know. But I suppose sometimes sorry, sometimes it can be hard if your if you're if your level is very low all year to produce a magic performance. But I suppose look, they've they've been doing enough, like, but not not at last year's level.
0: Mm-hmm, for sure now look i know stevie's going to jump in in the next few minutes or so um but we are obviously on a stream for an hour as well so we may plow on and look back at the second game and then stevie will be on by the time we preview the the, the game's coming up and we've uh player of the week and uh, team of the week to, to get through there as well so what we're going to do is we're going to move on to the second game um unless you have any last thoughts on the first one
2: um well oh well, that's why i didn't realize we were previewing now. uh yeah no the first game yeah we'll like it was kind of a dead, like dead game. It was kind of a lot of shadow box, and even the tempo and it was wasn't mm-hmm. great. Um, I suppose um, you know, I I thought right, Malins Rangers had a bit of homework done, like in terms of their matchups, and, and we talked maybe about that on the day. Um, you know, Danny Doyle was having a big influence, I suppose, for for Magonstown during the year, and, and you know, he did a massive tussle there with Gary Lawler, and um, I think you know, I think I think what do you call it, I think um, Malins Rangers kind of had 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 a couple of. know maybe kind of seeing what kind of works and what doesn't work um you know they did a lot of changes there gary was back wing back you know you had uh darrow tool which was great to see darrow making his debut you know Mm -hmm. another change tony lauder up wing forward you know so they're obviously trying things uh trying to tweak things a little bit there as well um chris nolan coming back to a bit of form i think there's no like not that he doesn't ever have class or form but really hit some magical points. He had one, I think, you know, we looked at it, remember off his left-hand side in the second half, just up and banging into the hand and over the bar. And for, you know, for Meishel on Sunday or whoever else, you know, if they're lucky to get over Meishel on Sunday and you're seeing him coming into that sort of form, um, you're kind of wondering, you know, is because it, it, when he clicks, he clicks really well. Um, I suppose, banging some Gales, um, you know, Again, they tried out a few more lads off the bench. I think that, you know, um, Oisín Dillon, that was his first start. I think it was, was that his first actual uh, appearance in the championship Possibly. this year. I think, yeah. Possibly, yeah. yeah. He had, um, who else? To run in? Um, the running. The one, come there. on, score two points. Richie, um, come on, yeah. Richie had played this year already. Um, like
0: Jay Thuy started and scored, I think, two yeah. or three from play. Jay. One of those was ridiculous, actually, outside, yeah. the, just yeah. at the defence nearly early at the terrace front side. Of, the yeah, hat. in front
2: of us, yeah. And, um, I know Shane Cody come on I know he got the, the couple of yellows and he he to go off. But um, so I suppose they got something out of the game as well. It was know, Dolan.
0: But, I think that was Dolan. Oh, sorry, I
2: get them mixed up. Yes, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, away, sorry. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Box, so, yeah. um, you know, they blood blooded a few more lads. A few more lads got a few few more men in Senior Harland. So look, they'll take something out. Of it. look, like, you know like do you show like is it a case that you don't show your hand you know whatever else you know you don't know what like we we're only hearing something from gavin and he's you know saying all oh, lads didn't put their hand up for starting place or whatever else but sure the back of it you don't know what's kind of you know what was what was the game plan or what was the what's the mindset there I, I don't think they'll i think they'll be probably disappointed with the margin but um i think you know i don't think it'll worry him come sunday you know
0: um, I am going to say this. I know I know this all the long time, right? So you won't he won't mind me saying it. He was sound to a few lads yesterday. I'll put it to you like that. Uh I thought Danny Dale was very, very lucky. Um when you when you make a connection like that or try to make a connection overhead and you don't get the ball, you're in a bit of trouble. Um he he got away with that. Um I think Owen Dowling had a swipe across John Nolan, or not John Nolan, he swiped across someone else, but John Nolan came in and then possibly two reds there. You could have been looking at three red cars yesterday, but Paddy was sound. Um if the cards are given we're given out so we can't be given out when they're not given either but uh in fairness i'd say the fact that there's a semi-final next week i i don't know i'm not going to speak for the man because i don't know but maybe you would be thinking that in the back of your head uh but like he was he, he was sound enough to the boys now i've seen lads walk for less yeah uh, yeah, yeah.
6: but,
2: like yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, look I, I think poor poor referees you know, there was a lot of you know, both referees yesterday, like Brain Deering and, and Patrick, like, you know, they they kind of let tried to let the game go, and let it develop. And there were right, there was bits here and there, but you know, there were kind of I I think they were very sensible about it, like, you know, and um yeah. no one wants to see look, you know, no like like right, Danny was probably missed you know mistimed and like you said, when you kind of lose control like that, like, you know, on another day it could be given. But like I think look, I think this sensible thing was done um on yeah, the day. No I, no one wants to see anyone so yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think. Look, I think in fairness,
0: now there's a lot of Rangers people looking at this, and I'd say they're not going to agree because the roars going out of the stand was unnatural. But uh, anyway, look, it is it is what it is, and lads are there's a full fleet I think available for for next weekend, so lads are going to be happy. I have to go on to, the, to this next bit uh, of post match here. So, who do you want first? Do you want the one Larkin or do you want Colin Keeling?
2: Oh, I don't mind. You, you, call it.
0: Right. Well, look, I'm going to I'm going to wax a little about Michael in a little while. So we'll we'll talk to Owen Larkin here first. On, oh, I was just saying there. I feel a little bit like the Grim Reaper. i speaking to you twice now, and it hasn't been good. But look, I won't keep you. Um, disappointing, obviously, on because we know this is a knockout game. Didn't go in your favour. How did you assess it in general?
7: Uh, look, we, to be honest, we, we never really got going at all. You know, I thought we had turned the corner last week, and we didn't get the result. But I thought we had turned the corner on a performance. Um, I thought we were outstanding last week, and maybe just ran out with a, bit, a bit of legs we 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 were going to have two or three back this year, this week and probably only got one back and he was only really kind of 70, 75 percent but look we never we never got going, you know, Levo just took over the game from minute one, and I know we threw everything at Kitchen Sinkat in the second half but we were playing second fiddle the whole time and at this level you just can't do that.
0: Look it wasn't for the one to train, I just felt maybe the first 15 minutes their half back line you got kind of caught there, you weren't winning the primary possession and ultimately that gave them the platform but still there was only a few points in it wasn't yeah, there at that that's
7: point? but look, that's, that's the game of hurling now, you know if you're not winning your their puck outs or their puck outs you know, you're, you're really fighting the losing battle and you're swimming against the tide and you know, for the first 15 minutes we got wiped out in the whole lot of them and uh, exactly what you said, that gave them a platform it gave them the confidence to go forward and uh, you know, they kept tagging on the points, so and we just couldn't catch up
0: I think overall, in fairness to your credit, it wasn't for the one to try and you've made a lot of changes You know, it just didn't work out, and I think, in fairness, you haven't had much luck this year either. So, there is, there is, I know it's no consolation to you, but honestly, like, you would feel a little bit that maybe things just didn't work out. And the same with intermediate, struggling for bodies and things that can happen, though, on clubs from year to year. And I suppose maybe that's something you might not have seen too much coming from your own club.
7: No, and that's it. sure look, Ballykillen is a small kind of a parish, you know, and in fairness to them, they're, they're probably punching above their weight with numbers, numbers wise but like you know they're all for the club and look we haven't had much luck there's no getting away from that but you can't use that as an excuse either but look Kieran here on, here on is an obvious one there you know yeah. it would be a savage loss you know driving team dri- yeah dri- look he was a savage loss to Carlo even you know so that's an inter-county team so you can imagine the loss he is to us but look we're not going to make excuses either you know we said after uh, after the Magnes game we wouldn't make excuses and we couldn't have any excuses and you know today we're just second best and you know when you're when you're second best, you don't know, win. That's the end of it.
0: I want. It's pretty harsh time to ask you the question. But first, as management. How, how how what do you think it has gone like? How, how was it? A, did it match for expectations? I suppose.
7: I uh, uh, look, you know, <laughs> I suppose you are based on results, and we haven't won a game in the in the league. So I wouldn't say it's gone great, but have I enjoyed it? Yeah, I, I have enjoyed it. The lads are great to work with, like, and they've, they've given me everything, you know. And probably, you know, we played a couple of challenge matches, and we played very well. And we haven't really played well in the league this year, which is the disappointing, part. you know. Um. You know, but the lads gave everything and it's just about turning that into performance is now one the biggest days and, and that's days like today and you know that's where we'll have to improve.
0: Well listen, thanks for having a chat with us. I know it's disappointing, but we're it all right? No matter. Yeah. All right, there we have it. Um and honest as always. Uh as you could probably tell, I was a little bit nervous asking that last question, hence the, the stuttering and stammering a little bit for it. But um he answered it. He answered it honestly. Uh he says it's results business. Um I'll let you kind of analyse the game from a Balakillan point of view before I start talking about Neva on and maybe refer to Owen's thoughts there as well.
2: Okay, well, I suppose the game first. Um, I think he hit the nail in the head, really. Um I suppose that at half time we were struggling. I think was, was it was eight points at half time or seven twelve, points. 12.5 twelve, at half time.
0: 17.11 at full, was it? I think. Yeah. yeah. So
2: we're, we're under pressure and probably. Probably coming in only that only only that, you know, seven points down at half time, you know, was probably we were probably blessed, to be honest with you. Um we, we couldn't we couldn't turn them. Um I, I, I think we probably hit the same problem as as St. Mullins um a, 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 when, you know, Michel and St. Mullins hurled or Nivon and St. Mullins hurled a couple of weeks ago. Um we kind of, you know, the the Michel half back line midfield area, you know, that kind of whole middle third. Um you know, we, we kept kind of probably going long into that area and, and we got no joy. I think we, between their pokeouts and ours, I think we, you know, we, 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 we've, we lost 16 puck outs in, in, in that half, you know, between ours and theirs. So, you know, and that that doesn't mean primary, like in terms of every one of them being caught or anything, but it just means maybe on, Rex. on a break, you know, or, you know, second ball or whatever. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, I, like, I don't think he was that word hungry, you know, or they were hungrier for it or they wanted it more because like, I, I've seen how, you know, and you know, the, the lads, you know, the walls and that, like our lads wanted it as much. Like no one, you know, no, no one doesn't want to do, to win or want to do their best. It was just probably, they were, they were out muscle there, you know, and, and, and probably, you know, maybe, you know, it, it, it might be something that we, we kind of re, maybe revisit next year in terms of how we, you know, maybe work the ball through that area or, or how we set up on the breaks or, you know, our personnel or whatever. But, you know, it was probably, it was probably the rock we perished on in the first half and probably give, um, they've a, a massive platform then to build on. Um, you know, they were very dominant there, you know, I mean, you two wing forwards then on their own poke out in terms in, in Connor Foley and John Mike and Nolan who were, who were excellent on the day, you know, and caught some, some, some fantastic ball, like, you know, and I know we might be talking about one or one or in particular maybe later on as well in terms of, you know, their performances. And, um, um, and I, I think that's probably where we got strangled in the first half. We just really couldn't get the ball in. Obviously, Sean then went inside, and Sean Murphy, and I think he tipped over two, if not three points, you know, when 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 he did get the ball. But it was kind of scarce going in there. And in fairness as well to, to Ross Smithers, you know, he did top game on him. Rush picked off a point as well. Um, But we just couldn't turn over the ball. Couldn't turn over the ball, you know. And, and in fairness then, if you're losing that many balls, like, uh, you know, 16, 16 puck outs, I would probably, what, maybe... I can't remember how many wides, maybe 25 26 or over that half um you know at 70 or 80 percent um and, and that's something you know in, in any level now club or inter-county that we, can, we can't afford to lose Um, i happen to be talking just in terms of possession and the puck outs like it's interesting the way clubs focus on them um there's a good friend of mine who's um involved with turlock moore in galway and they got to the county final this year lost out to thomas's but um I know they were up in their own rates on their own puckouts, outs up to 70% in terms of, you know, possession of their own puck outs, you know, and with the game plan that they organize and, you know, and even on opposition puckouts as well. So puck outs, puck outs now, you know, are a big thing, you know, and, and that, that doesn't just come down to you know, the goalie or anything like that. It's about how you're set up, you know, across the pitch and in terms of how you attack the breaks as well and, and, and so on. And obviously your players as well. Like, I mean, look, you know, from a Navon point of view, if you have two men the half forward line with hands like Connor and John Michael, you know you, you have a great target there as well. So it's probably something that we 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 probably didn't capitalize on. You know, or or, or that Michael nevon kind of cleaned us out on there, really. Like you know, there's a lot of industrial industrious players there as well around the middle. You know, you, James Smithers, dinny Joe Regan, um, in around the middle there, absolutely working their socks off. Diego dunn you know, we probably haven't mentioned him enough, really, um, this year for his work rate, like, um, you know, he's kind of one of these lads, I think, someone, someone said to me, like, the harder the game, the more he works sort of thing, you know, and I think their work rate, like, um, brought them across, but they were probably due a result. like, I mean, you know, probably the goals against Bagnestown probably maybe, you know, drew Bagnestown away, and then their wides in the next two games, both, both against, uh, Mountain Rangers and against the uh, Mullen's custom, ultimately custom one, if not maybe both of those games, so. I suppose they were due to come, you know, due to come good and due to finish a team. And I think going to hit the nail on the head there, we we probably, you know, probably needed one or two or three more of those bodies or players to be back uh, to give us a little bit of a lift um, if we were to to, to 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 threaten them. But, you know, probably our 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 return from scores as well. I think we've got maybe 13 or 14 scores is the most we scored in the championship this year. I think, you know, whatever was a 2-12 again against the uh, mountainous rangers and that's probably not going to win you a championship game either at, at, at this level you know you probably need to be hitting kind of 20 20 points you know to be competitive and we haven't been hitting those levels either but look it's it's uh disappointing that i you know the lads worked hard i know and worked hard um in the selectors as well you know put in a big effort but the best team won on the day you know i don't, I don't think we can have any you know we can't have any complaints about you know about about uh navon's performance i i thought anyway kev
0: and uh, I can't really have any complaints about <coughs> Stevie Bambrick because he's after joining us at what twenty past ten nearly here. The Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch Project. <laughs> I'll try <laughs> into the middle here, Stevie. The uh, a goal course uh, struck Mark Brennan as well. Um, while we did have him, we had about three or four seconds of a delay, and then the battery shit itself. So <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: we got say, we got hello off him, and that was it. Gone.
0: Hello, how are you getting on? We we said well done. I think he picked this up on the well done. He was just about to say something, and then gone. Um so yeah, that's that's it. Thanks for joining us, Stevie. Look, uh, just to bring up today what we're missing right. up, or what you were missing out on there was we've we've gone through um sound and Rangers. Um we're not going to go back onto it now just with time. We're after been talking about Naval and Ballin Killen there, as you can see, just from the point of view of Balankillen, first of all, and we heard from um Owen Larkin. So <clears throat> before we bring in for a contribution, I'll just play out the interview here with uh, Colin Keeling. Colin, job done, very impressive performance, and um, happy to be in the semi-final, not out?
5: Yeah, we're happy enough to be in the semi-final, um, it was a job done, but I wouldn't say it was a real stylish, ranking. It, was a, it was a battle, and that's the way it was played, and look at, there was a lot of hitting in it, and a lot of shots, but look at, we just seemed to get the breaks in the first half, and we got the lead up, and we couldn't get it back, you know.
0: The old school Michel characteristics I think studies in Goodstead today. The battle was there. The lads wanted the battle. But they showed very good patches of hurling as well, which Michael is well able to do like. So that must be very pleasing.
5: Yeah, yeah, well I don't know what you could ever doubt the passion of Michel, like it's it's there. It's just maybe things didn't go right with him and different things, but I'm getting a bit of a tune out of him, and if you go down to the field any night and you hurl fifteen on fifteen, you'll see what passion you like. So like they're training really well. We just weren't putting the performances together to get over the line and, and just delighted for the lads more so than anyone else to get over the line, like you know. So we did hurry well but there's a lot more in them like we coughed up a lot of scores and we missed handy ones as well, you know. So
0: those improvements are gradual I feel throughout the season and again today you improved like so that can only be a positive thing, obviously, because I felt maybe at times lads were a bit harsh on you last year and I think he's answering a lot of questions now, to be honest with you in the last few weeks and you've a good little bit going for you now next week and nobody loves the renders game more than Michael, <laughs> let me tell you.
5: No look at um, look at, there's rivalries everywhere there's rivalries in Wexford there's rivalries everywhere so I'm sure there'll be a rivalry that I don't know much about but it's, it's 15 on 15 and like they're red hot favours so they're shadow it out of the best orders in the county but like we have to come up with something that's can me cartel it a bit and take our chances if we're in it in the last 15 we could see what could happen.
0: And lastly just um, a real spread of scores as well obviously Brian Paul an nice from Freeze and so did Adam but throughout the team I don't have the actual figure on it but there was a serious spread your two midfielders scored a lot of your four were
5: scored and again that can only be good yeah look at their, they're working hard because like, we weren't scoring in the first game Like we were relying on John Mike and Dean like, and between like, we had a few injuries this week down in the field so like we were lucky to get John Michael on the field and we were lucky to have Dean back this time he's not even fully right yet so Look, there are plenty of on down there, so if we can just keep going and keep improving, you don't know what happens, semi-finals, anything can happen. If we can be in the last, in the, as I said, in the last 15 minutes, we'd be there thereabouts.
0: Onwards and upwards. So listen, the best look and thanks for talking to us. No bother,
5: thanks very much.
0: Alright, there you have it. So, um, I think a lot of what I wanted to discuss with you, lads, I kind of asked Colin himself there, but <clears throat> just from where I was for the second game in the stand, I was just in around that area where... I suppose, on the initial the half-back line, Gillen half-forward line. And I felt in that 15-minute period, the first 15 minutes, even though there's only two or three points in it, that's literally where they set the foundations. Like, the puck out come came out, and, Joe, you, you touched on it, and the fact that there wasn't much success with it or whatever. But it just gobbled up everything. And on, on both puck actually, to be quite honest about it, they just seemed to gobble up everything, whether it was clean or just just wanted to gain it on the breaking and ball. And the delivery was quick. The spread of scores, like, as we said there, Diego Dunn got a point. Uh, Denny Joe got a point last year, two midfielders. Uh, Connor Foley scored, John Michael scored, Adam Kenny got a score from play. Um, James Smithers caused all kinds of problems from center forward with his direct running, didn't actually get a score, but just that direct line running and and won a few of those freezes that Adam Kenny put over. So, like we, we said last week, I, I didn't see never one this year, it was my first time seeing him. Very impressed with them Um, and uh, it just gets me into a frame of mind where I think that. We never thought we are going to be pushed over against Rangers, and yet, but I think this is going to be a bit of a battle, lads. And these lads are, are humming along nicely, as we said. The improvements are gradual, they have a win under their belt now as well. Um, the week will do the boys no harm. Like Dean Slayer, he played a few minutes. Um, John Michael done his ankle, proper done his ankle, I believe, on Monday and still played the game and played very, very well. It must be said. Uh, yeah, Connor Foley with three points from play. I and, and even you go back to like one Hosey, cornerback I thought was brilliant. Um Kavanaugh and the other corner, brilliant. Michal Mullins, not not even a natural centre back, but playing very well there. Like, you know, just holding that middle. Distribution is very good. Pull first time on the ball, which is great to see actually. Um and yeah, there just so much, in my opinion, so much to admire. Am I talking about them winning the championship at the moment? Um no, don't get me wrong, I'm not getting carried away for a second. But what I am just gonna say is that the improvements that they have made are serious, and they are going to be very, very hard bet. So I don't know what you thought of them, lads, but that's my thoughts on them anyway.
8: Yeah, like well, I was, I was impressed with them, and like Colin Keelan said it there, the scores that they should have got more scores the first half, and uh, like Balin Keelan spent about three minutes in, the, in between the fifty fifth and fifty eighth minute, or that they were seven points down and didn't bring it back to six. Did a couple of frees, and uh, you know I don't think they were ever really looked like get the goal other than the chance choo had you no know, brain chess made a good save uh or crying out last week for defenders and goalkeepers for for the team of the week so brain chessy stood up there yesterday big time but um yeah i was impressed like ross smithers got a shoulder for on wall in the first minute like and fair play. he got up and, and the next ball he got i think he got pined off it uh and, and and you know that that that'd be my mentality totally it would be no given in and uh, James Smithers, I would have seen him playing the last year corner forward and I actually thought it was Killian McCabe for a second yesterday when he had the helmet off before the match. What I say it looks like a younger version of him, but uh just he took he took two or three severe hits and got freeze. Like and there there, are things at the end of the day, whether you get a score over or not, their are their psychological battles you need to win and like look they'll need to win more of them next week and take their chances. Uh like uh, on Redmond, I presume was injured and on Redmond and yeah, Ribs. Jack Hammond were the first to where seen seen pair out in the field yesterday. And uh, Brendan Hedden asked one of them. I don't know which one it was. And he said some about ribs, all right. Because um, I was looking to see, right, there's two days these in the program. So there's obviously two different lads coming in. Mm. But uh, no, I was impressed with him. And like last year, they played well enough again. Rangers in the league part, I think they got someone sent off. It could be Michael Mullins or was that the year before. But I, I think it was last year. This year, right, Rangers had a lad sent off in the, was it Richard Kelly before time. Um it was four points in it. They were level with Sam um, Mullins they didn't take their next three or four chances. Look semi final. Them chances have to be taken. And, and they'll know that like that they, they just have to up the whoever the success rate with, with, with like the law weights there in the first half of their day. Like they were if Ballon Killen had been more up to the speed of the game it could have been a different outcome. But uh it'll be it'll be an in, an interesting battle now next Sunday.
0: It will, and Joe, just before you jump in, I just want to refer back to that moment, right? So, when you say uh, Ross Smithers got a shoulder, Ross Smithers got buckled by Dion Wall, right? But within 10 seconds, Dion Wall got buckled, right? So, he got the ball and drove forward. I can't remember who put him on his arse, but he got put back on his hole straight away. And, like, in that simple, fast of the play, and, and like, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think last year, would that happen? Like, are these little small, subtle differences we're seeing? You know it's like right I like us putting his, putt his arms? Well, fuck it, I ain't gonna put him on his horse back. And that's what happened, and they stood their ground. And Ross was down for two or three minutes now. He didn't just jump straight back up, like he was holding his rib and he was in pain. And then he, he takes off up along the sideline, terror side, and puts the ball out, an incredible point. Like, and yeah. nearly in that moment, you're saying to yourself, That's probably almost in a, in a in one complete moment, a sign that Navarrant wanna win. It really is just just that type of thing, like so. That, that was a really standout for me. I, I love that kind of stuff, anyway. You? You, you can't beat a good hard physical game. Like, and in fairness, let's give Brian a bit of credit for that as well. Like, you know, he let the hits go in that. And we like to see it. Um, but yeah, look, I, I'll, I'll tone it down a bit now because uh that that was that was literally a very, very enjoyable moment. I think it was a tone setter, it was a bone setter as well. But uh <laughs> Joe, jump in here anyway, and, and tell us how you how you saw it. And we're going to have to move on fairly swiftly now to the semi finals because we're heading towards half ten, lads.
2: Yeah, well, you pointed out a couple of things there. Man, The man markers against us as well, they had their, like, they had their, I suppose they had their their homework done in terms of personnel, who was picking up who, like, Ross played most of the game, of, well, a lot, a lot of the game, and more of the game at full back than centre back,
5: mm-hmm.
2: and they obviously had their battles picked up, and you mentioned Owen Hosey and Michael Kavner. so in the two corners, then, the two very good man markers and ball players there, like, you know, my, you know, um. So they had their homework done in terms of their matchups as well and i think that's going to be key when we talk about the preview next week in terms of who's picking up who in that in that in that moisture rear guard for you know against the against molester rangers and 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 what I have to learn from the first game um and i think that I, I think it was very like you said i think it set the tone um i thought their discipline was good as well yesterday i mean you know we well we got some freeze um you know they weren't giving us complete you know handy ones anytime we we got in we had to earn them and and they were very disciplined in their tackling and their, and their work rate back was very good like you know it was a couple of times we got caught for over carrying and stuff because of the pressure as well and that kind of that all set the t- the tempo and the tone but um i think going forward they'll they'll take you know they'll take a lot of a lot of heart from that victory yesterday and i think they've i think they've learned a lot in terms of their team as well and and, and certain lads and standing up and big players you know thought all their big players i think we we might have mentioned that before that sometimes they might have been reliant on one or two lads and yesterday other lads other lads kind of chimed in with massive performances. And I think if they're going to be taking, you know, taking down Mount Rangers next weekend, they're gonna need they're gonna need the same again. You know what I mean? They're gonna need more and more lads to step up and put in those performances.
0: Yeah, like Hosey caught a ball out of the sky as well, and that <laughs> lifted the crowd and lifted Labour One yeah. And all, all them all them things really do matter. Um so, I think, lads, before we actually go on to the previews and that, we're going to look at the junior and intermediate as well and have a quick word on under 20 final. You know, I'm just going to put it out here. I won't get you to comment on it, but Bynastown and Rangers in that 20s final last week was an incredible game of Hurl by all accounts. I didn't get to it now, but they were cruising Bynastown and then Rangers came back and there's only a couple of points in it at the end. Um, So, well done to both sets of players and well done to every player that played in that championship because, as you've said, as both of you have said, like, it's been a serious championship. The Shield final, I think, Stevie, is Wednesday and you're taking on Caratown and that, so uh, the very best look to both teams. Um, Look, as we said, yeah, we're going to go through junior, intermediate, and senior in terms of semi-finals. I don't know, there's, there's some sort of a, a playoff with, with this junior, so I know for definite intermediate and senior semis are on, and we'll go through the dates and uh, times and what do you call it, venues and the whole lot, but I think we'll just cap off the weekend, gone with the player of the week and the team of the week before we go on to next weekend, not to be tipping back or whatever. So, uh, right. Uh, we'll start off first with we'll go player of the week first. So, the nominees were uh Brian Tracy, Chris Nolan, Kevin McDonald, and Ross Smithers. Tight vote, actually. Brian Tracy edged it and very wordy, in my opinion, as well. Yeah, um, three monster freeze, if not four, and made a great save near the end. Uh, pokeouts are very good too. You know, he's he just uh, he's very He's polished. He's polished as a goalkeeper. Simple he's, as that.
2: He's, he's probably after having as good a championship as he's ever had so far mm-hmm. in terms of his standards. You know, I know not and not, not short puck out, no matter on the best of the goalies, to slip out here and there. But he's shot stopping. He's freeze. You know, he's just been, I think he's had, you know, and he has high standards in fairness to him. You know, he sets mm-hmm. high standards and he, he has had, he's had a good championship so far. So I think he fully deserves him there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's, he's holding it. So he's in the goal for the team of the week as well. Full back line is Michael Dial, uh, Meehal Ryan and Owen Hosey. So, Michael um, like has said one of the stickiest cornerbacks out there. And uh, there'll be a little turn on this now in, in, a, in a second when we get to the full forward line. But Meehal Ryan is a full back. Uh, was on Scott Tracy, a tricky customer, but did very, very well on him. Um, has been a great servant to Ballon obviously. He only played junior last year and up this year. And, you know, he was an incredible minor as well in 2007, a county minor, like. And Morris Power would have spoke about with us, Joe, that. When he was talking about leaders of the previous teams, he was um over, like you know, over the past couple of years before our year. He mentioned me like, and I thought he was very good, very vocal yesterday, too. Um, probably Ballon Killen's best player, I'd say. Um, so Owen Hosey then completes the full back line. As you said, very good catch out of the sky and just solid all through. Uh, Ross Smithers uh, wing back, as we said, we I think he did play most of the game in full. He started out in the wing and marked Sean Murphy. Regardless of where he went, Sean might got two points for Roscoe, one of his own. Alfie's a centre-back, held the centre well, come out with an unmerciful amount of ball, as he always does, um, just so consistent. Gary Lawler's at left half-back, um, curbed Dan, Danny Dial very well. Um, that's more of an indictment on, on Danny Dial in terms of his influence this year and how good he has been, but Gary was very good on him yesterday, um, it has to be said, so he's in there at wing-back. Kevin McDonald and Danny Joe Regan in the middle. So, Kevin McDonald and Joe, you, you kind of said it yesterday and you're spot on with it. Uh, just he's so good every week, but he's so good by doing the simple things and they're so simple and they work every time. It almost kind of goes invisible, if that makes sense. Like, do we, do we kind of talk about it enough? Like, it's very rare he makes a mistake. Like So, um, you know, again, yesterday I knocked over a couple of points. I I I'll, I'll soldier on, and we'll talk about it a little bit later. anyway. when we go into the semi-final preview, is something that will be mentioned. So versatile. Anyway, that's that's yeah. another thing we mentioned. Anywhere from number one to fifteen, Kevin Mack has played and and could play. Uh, yeah, Denny Joe is his partner there in the middle, a point from play. Um, then he was away for a few years but back. Obviously, in the, over the last couple and in around the middle, third would have been known as maybe a wing forward, corner forward, growing up, but uh, plenty of legs out around the middle, very busy. Uh, half forward line Connor Foley with 3 points is at 10, James Smithers is at centre forward with that direct hard running as we referred to already, Eddie Byrne at wing forward, uh, 3 points from play, moved around the forwards, uh, a good bit it has to be said Uh full forward line, John Nolan, 1-3 I think he finished with maybe 1-2 would that from play, Chris Nolan with 8 points 4 of those from play and then uh, Jake Doyle is at corner forward so like a chap, you know had to go start the game yesterday. It hasn't been starting all year. He's so young. He'll be 1st he'd be the team, I'd say, in a few years' time. Uh, yeah, four points, at least two, if not three, from play. And one of those was an outrageous score underneath the terrace. And was on Michael Dial. And we do have this argument quite regularly, lads. Can you put two lads on that mark each other? And if there's an exceptional tussle, we will make an exception. But I think given the fact that, you know, Michael is so solid, as we said, probably the stickiest back in... The county and definitely within the province as well. One of those, you, and Jake gets a couple of points as a chap, so I mean, that's that's uh, I think that's fairly worthy of, of inclusion as well. So, um, what are you happy enough with the team? We this was a little bit more difficult than other weeks, uh, it was definitely more difficult than last week anyway, because I saw nothing, let Joe pick it, but <laughs> it was it was like in fairness, we'd, we'd a few little things we had to decide, like yeah, yeah well, so the we, game was
1: gone, the
8: game was gone, like that, that you know. The, 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 the like Alfie probably maybe one probably got three pints off Alfie, you know. If you're looking at that way, but like it's the, the game is not no, it's not like it was years ago, where you're looking at the paper and a treasure man got three pints or four pints, or just weren't oh, you taking off, you know? It's a it has evolved a fair bit by, by at this stage, but I checked that the pint he got a great point in front of the us there just was it just before half time or the water break? One of many, anyway, um, he had lost possession and got back and and it, it curled in lovely. What up? A...
0: Yeah, he's yeah. he's definitely taken the senior like a duck to water. Like the, the the game I saw him against ballon uh, Ballincillin as well. He got three points I think when he came on, and he's going to be a real leader for um for own Gales in uh, in years to come. It has to be said. So look, that's that's the story with the team of the week. Um, any last thoughts on the job? We need to move on. Sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> any last thoughts? Move on. No, a few a right, few, few, few
0: squabbles, but uh, I, th- I think we've fifteen good hurlers there anyway. Yeah. Right, okay. Uh, we, two comments are coming in as well. Joe John he's still hurling. Um, yeah, you played at the weekend. We counted we this pass. He scored two points in play for intermediates, did
2: you? Oh uh, yeah.
0: Right. Okay. Well, well done on that. Um, there is mm-hmm. a broader issue which we we probably could go into, and if we mm-hmm. have more time, we would go into. But like just in terms of fair play for doing it. It's disappointing but as you said last week it's one it's one of those years uh one of those years yeah what's this now yeah yeah John only and he's still heard one of the comments uh well done mark that's in relation to tom uh to mark brennan from tommy wogan uh joe for player of the week that's from the board of hickey uh pod ryan says is stevie getting any younger <laughs> or is stevie getting younger <laughs> um oh, you know uh, what that, I, that's a snapchat filter he's on.
8: pod just. That, that relays back to 1988.
2: Oh, here we go. Pod, Jeez, you never let Leland. Pod,
8: Podge, Podge's uncle was uh full forward under 21 team, and he was married to my cousin. But uh, me hall was closer to the 31 than the 21. It's time to move
2: on. Next, right. thing you yeah, have, yeah, you'll have the other lad there beside you That's talking it. about you know what, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, one more comment, uh, BJ's lads. If you're going to go through the football championships with the same in depth previews and analysis as the hurling. You may go three nights a week on the start. Powerful stuff. I'd love to go three nights a week if we could, but uh, time is all of the essence. All right, lads. Uh, games of the weekend. Uh, we'll start with the intermediate championship. So uh, it's a double header in Network Cullen Park on Saturday, one o'clock sees Navan up against Carrick Town, and then two forty-five it is Bree versus Surrenders. Rangers. Uh, Stevie, I'm going to bring you in to be the correspondent on this, right? And we'll have to keep it snappy. But Navan and Carrick Town, you're probably fancying Navan here.
8: I should have to like, you know, look we like played a couple of weeks ago. We won well. We got a couple of softish goals, like probably planted a, a bigger scoring than it really was. But um uh we played Michel the weekend never and like I suppose the goals again were the difference. We lay in goals that there's no good time to in the goal, but we live in minute three bad times. Uh so look you'd have to go for my own game, then look we're we're going to be hoping we'll be able to produce a performance on the day to, like that's not gonna to be too easy, you know. Daratula's gone off the team there. They'll still have fifteen going out. Not... The the four gone today was Letting Below his Surrenders, but that don't matter a, a damn in my eyes. They're still going over fifteen and, and uh they'll have Luke Roach back at say he wasn't playing the last day against Michael. so look. Luke Luke hurled
2: against us there there, yeah. the, and Eddie Cody so. come on. So there's a few not too yeah. not too
8: bad lads to bring in either, I suppose they're gonna always be strong, aren't they? Yeah, and the semi final Lucas. because Dogger produced that license
0: i like the way you use the pg terminology that uh <laughs> we've heard it we've heard it said other ways from you before right so yeah the senior games then uh just sorry just a quick one on the junior so that's there's a playoff involved there so we are supposed to have a game of uh is it rangers versus Pilot slash st wallens for sunday but i don't know is the the <laughs> the palace slash st wallens game going to be played before that so i, I don't know yeah so, I, th- I,
2: th- I think it was due to there might have been a walkover in that group and i think then scores when it was a three way playoff then I think that had to be decided that way rather than scoring difference. So um yeah, I think it's the draw the pull as I say who was pulled out the hat was Bagginson Gales top the group, isn't that right, Stevie? Then as a result. And then um Yeah, yeah you have seen it, what that Carl G.A. Yeah,
8: last night saw. So, uh, even
2: though pa- Pal beat him in the last game. Pal beat him in the last game to um to put themselves in the hunt and thought they were out actually as of Friday night themselves. But then when they looked at it then they were back in. So That'll be an interesting one. Sam Mullins and themselves only three points in, I think, uh, a couple of weeks ago, or three or four points. the first game of that championship, and probably maybe Sam Mullins might have gained a few, but I'd say a pal with the extra few weeks of hurling won't be too bad either. That'll be tight. Well, the are, right? we always
0: say juniors are unpredictable. We don't even know what the match is. <laughs> Whatever. But anyway, that's, that's the way it is. <laughs> um, right, so uh, those intermediate games we've, we've gone through. Thanks for that, Stevie. So, Senior then, lads, on Sunday, uh, 2.30 is St. Mullins and on Gales, and then 4.15 it is one and Munster Rangers. So, yeah, we'll start in the order of when they're taking place. on Gales, St. Mullins. Right, I'm going to put my neck on the chopping block here first anyway. Uh, so the first thing you have to say to yourself is how fit are the Bynastown lads going to be? You know, they didn't play the weekend. Are they going to be fully right? Craig looked like he did a bad enough ankle injury um, in that game against Ballon Killen you'd be talking probably three weeks at that point. Is it enough? I don't know the extent of the damage. Jamie Clark, I don't know how bad his injury is, right? So those are big, big variables. If Bangladesh are going to win that game, all those lads you mentioned have to be fully right, in my opinion. Simple as that. Uh, Equally, uh, there's a question mark over how fit is Mouse like. Uh, The last day answered it fairly emphatically in my opinion. So if he's 75% or 80%, Bynastown have a little bit of thinking to do. Um, all things considered, like obviously there's big improvements at Bynestown and St Mullins. I feel have improved massively due to the reset of the balance of their team. Just not going to be much in it. I'm just going to side with St Mullins though, Stevie.
8: I'd say I couldn't say a whole lot different than with the injuries. Like I presume, like the way he wrestled yesterday, they didn't have to win the game, so there's no use risking the ankles or looked to... her you can do one get out of the freaking car like and, and like styler got injured that there milky as well i think he had 20 stitches in his ear so you could walk into um, a pier very handy
0: out in the yard as well when you're sleeping
8: i can walk know. into a pier very handy in the yard you can't see the top of my head here sure, now anyway um <laughs> hey the top of your head is blending into that lovely paint whatever
2: color of paint they haven't the <laughs> it it's all the one color <laughs> Let's for for the
0: viewers, for the viewers slash listeners, I think Stevie had a bit of running with the peer. Um, thankfully the peer is okay. And Stevie's not doing too bad either. But uh yeah, look, sorry, continue. I couldn't let yeah, uh, pass what you the,
8: mentioned. The... <laughs> I know, thanks. uh look what you said were most as well, like look, you're, you're presuming he's if getting another couple of another week and a half under his belt as well, he's gonna be coming back that bit sharper as well. Um depends what the, the result just yes, you know, Ferris buying they didn't uh the made changes there yesterday Brian know she didn't have to join her team like you know they we're making changes as if that game yesterday was just a game and, and they dealt with it as a game so um look what what the result meant in The wind up we don't know they were, they were short to the semi-final they're back down to square one now we're starting whether are first second third or fourth it means not next sunday until the ball is in. you're back starting from level playing field um I slightly, still Sam Mullins possibly James Dyle back in the forwards and, you know, but then back to the question you said about the two boys, is Craig Dyle and, and, and Jamie Clark they have to be on the field for Stanley to to uh, have a good chance of winning that game. And if they are and, and they're able to get a performance performance, so, um, the, the code sneaky, but I, I just you're just too much imponderables i i, I give some a slight verdict again but i'm after going against one three times already and the last two times i went against them the one so uh, they can thank me thank me son at four o'clock
0: right joe step up
2: yep i'm gonna go i'm gonna go straight out with samuel's um i think they're battle hardened um they're this when it comes down to real real championship hurling I think they've proven their metal, probably, you know, so many times. And I think it'll be a big a big ask for, for Bagginson to raise their game maybe after, you know, maybe the slight doubts that maybe last Sunday put in them. Um, I think probably having Mouse back is a, mass, a massive lift to St. Mullins. Even, I suppose, even, you know, assuredness on Freeze, even though um, Conor Keogh was doing okay in him and all. But just to have him back for the likes of that. And even that moment, the one moment of magic that can be, the difference in a game like you know like the catch and the hand pass that he laid off for for the goal um for John Dyle against uh Michael to kind of more or less win the game um I I think bringing that sort of sparkle or that factor to it just adds so much to them and I think they've kind of tinkered around with their team a little bit as well I think Bagnestown, uh while the lads even if the lads are back you know you'd wonder can is there you know a lift in them and You'd wonder, kind of, like you said there, the mileage in the legs on some of the players, you know, you know, said like Dara and Niall Bulger and these lads have a lot of games in their legs as well. You'd imagine St. Mullins will be a tiny little bit fresher that way. But I think Bagnastown will, you know, they'll give them them lots of them. But I think maybe just that little bit of experience and, and maybe superior firepower will probably get St. Mullins over the line in that one.
0: All right, so it's uh, all three in favour of St. Mullins. Um Mollans, Rangers and Neve Owen. So, yeah, Look, we've kind of touched on it briefly. Uh, I, I've kind of said that I don't think there's going to be a massive amount in it, actually. Um, anywhere near the, the margin. I think last year was a very comfortable win for Rangers, wasn't it? To the yep. best of my memory. Yep. I think there's massive improvements met, uh, made. We've we mentioned that a few times at this point. Do I think Neve are... So I think everyone can beep on Rangers Uh Yeah, every team always has a fucking chance. Let's be honest about it. But in terms of what needs to happen, and we kind of mentioned it a good bit, like, and it's not even a disrespectful thing, but it really, I think, depends on what Rangers come to the table. And if they can put in a quarter, like they've done a few times in at different stages during the year, that one quarter, while being mainly <laughs> average in the rest of them, is after proven to be enough to get them over the line in games. So what has to happen here is probably a little bit unlikely in that like, everyone has have to be on for the whole game. like, And no team are able to do that, right? They have to be on for the whole game. And Rangers have to be level off for the whole game. And I just don't know if that's going to happen. I just don't know if it's going to happen. So on that basis, I think I go with Monaster Rangers, but I don't think there's a massive margin in it, lads. So, Stevie. Yeah, I... Just...
8: One thing in us yesterday with the Munster end in the second half when they were in front of us, they're half forward and pulled out in the midfield. I think they left three inside, on three, big gap. Gary Lawler could get the ball and wing back, pile drive it out to the corner. Uh, Michael pulled back Michael Mullins a couple of times. There was was in full forward. Lebron called Tre- uh Connor Tress, is it? no, the ball never got in directly to him, but Michael had that, had that wax we will call it um but then the tendency there, then if 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 range are getting caught they're they're not getting the gap inside they'll shoot from long distance uh probably what you said as well they'd have to have a little bit of an off day. but my are coming bit by bit now bit by bit now we're winning one game last year we're winning part the one this year one or two one game was it Man. yeah uh, you know so that's that doesn't tell you they're coming a hundred mile an hour but they're they're uh Connor foley John Michael Nolan, you said it earlier, they have to be in the out, so the puckouts will be landing down, their hand has to be on him. Uh, James Smithers, will he be able to get as much joy off of Dermot Bourne as he got yesterday? He'll have a tough day at the office if he's going to, uh, but they, they need to get a couple of goals, I think, and Rangers have conceded what? A couple of goals against Ballonkillen, clean sheets to other games, I think. Uh, if Misham can get two goals, Good of a chance of pulling off a shock, uh, but other than that, I'd, I'd say it'll be it'll be tight, there won't be much in it. I, I couldn't say more than three or four points, but they'd have to get two goals to win it. Go with Munister anders might get two goals, you never know. But if you get two goals, they'll have to stop Munister anders getting two goals at the other end. So, Joe. there's a lot of ifs and ands, yep. Um, right. Well, I, I, I again, I think
2: for if I'm if i I, I make a battle of it, but I obviously don't. You know if we don't. Want to, you don't. Want to, you have to control that aggression too, in terms of you know not giving away a freeze and so on. You know you have to temper that. And I think the will. I think they were very good at that yesterday as well. Um, I think a big key key for them is going to be stopping stopping Monastir Rangers going short with their puckouts. I mean, what they want really is Monastir Rangers, and the Monastir Rangers have been doing more of it this year maybe than last year. is poking long, but I think definitely Michael. Michael won't have any fear of of even though like you know Eddie Byrne there's a big man in the half forward lane for <clears throat> shoot me and Tony Lawler's up there as well now from yesterday which you wouldn't know what configuration they'll they'll end up with on on Sunday but um I think Molester Rangers eh, sorry Milstead won't fear Molester Rangers going long um and I think they'll actually they'll want that they'll want to make that middle a, a massive battleground um because I think th- they know that you know in the game so far that when that has happened they've been they put them in with a real with a real shout. I think getting their matchups, and I mentioned it there before. I think will be key in, in that forward line. Will Ross Smithers pick up Chris Nolan? I think he picked him up in the, in the group game. You have Owen Hosey um, and you have um, say um, uh, Michael Kavanaugh going well. You know you might have Owen Redman back in. You don't know in terms of injury, but even those two lads there, in terms of man markers, maybe for John Nolan, maybe might be on. You know, might be one, maybe Ted Jace, the other. So it's about winning those individual battles there. Um, Mihal Mullins might pick up Eddie Byrne again. You know he marked him in on the edge of the square the last day, and and I know I said it then that I think I, I think if Eddie is if Eddie is out at centre forward and Mihal is on him as a centre back, I think Mihal will fancy. You know will actually prefer nearly out out around there. Um, so I think getting those matchups will be key, making Leinster Rangers go long, pressurizing that middle third, their forward line. Um, they're sharp enough. Their work rate was very good. Connor Foley the last day was like a new player you know, got three points in play, his work rate, his discipline, everything was smashing. And I think they need another big performance from him. John Michael as well in the other wing. Again, look, like I said before, he's just one of these lads that we expect big games from constantly, you know, uh, because he's done it so often. And I think they'll need that as well. Um, Their inside line. Um, Well, they got a couple of maybe, you know, points in play off us. Uh, you know, I don't think they were the influence that they were against maybe, you know, in, in other games. And I think, you know they'll be looking to up their game there. You know if it's Adam Kenny, if it's Dean Sly, if it's uh, Scott Tracy or Carl Tracy, whoever's in there, I think they'll they'll need to bring a little bit more threat in, in there to to really, you know, to raise to to uh, to get the goals, to get the scores, to win the game. Um... <coughs> Excuse me. I wouldn't be surprised if there's only a few points in this game. Um, I wouldn't be really surprised. I agree that Navone um, have been there thereabouts um, all year uh I think I said it before. I think there's a big performance in them this year. That yesterday was a performance. They did enough to win. If they can raise it another level, and they're going into this kind of wrote off, and everyone is saying, well, Lens, the Rangers are, are you know, are, it's a formality or whatever else." <coughs> Excuse me. I think that'll suit Navon. Can they hold Chris Nolan? Can they hold John Nolan? You know, is Eddie Bourne going to clip over another three or four points like he's done before? these lads that's that's the that's the six million dollar question but going on on corn farm they're definitely closer in this year's semi-final than they were last year if i'm going to call it i know i'm going to call it if i'm going to call it i'm probably just going to go for an arrow molinster rangers victory but again like like the rest of us here i wouldn't be surprised if we see a different result or we see a draw or something like that but it will be very tight i think
0: absolutely so lads we're at the aob part <coughs> again uh, any last thing to add before we wrap it up here nope
2: nope all good okay. go there
0: we go so we just want to give uh, obviously a shout out to our sponsors corker and precast thanks and obviously very grateful for for that thanks to all and the lads and just to mention as well you can follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at the left wing back you can email us with any of your thoughts at at leftwingbackpodcast.gmail.com and don't forget to subscribe and turn on the notifications wherever you watch or listen for the new shows when they're being released. If you turn on the notifications, you'll see it straight away, whether it's on Facebook or whether it's on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, when the episode drops, you'll you'll have it there straight away. Um, yep, so that's where we leave it, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Uh another marathon that has to be said, an hour and fifty minutes up in the clock. I'm gonna get killed when I go off this job. But anyway, <laughs> that's that's the way it is, lads. Um we'll we'll finish her up. We Look forward to some great games at the weekend. Uh, thanks to all our guests. Obviously, we had Mark Brown on for about 60 seconds, of course, the ban of the goal. Uh, uh we had cleaning here, hay, fabulous
8: conversation. We must,
2: must, must have been standing outside Stevie's on Stevie's internet. Uh. <laughs> we're,
1: we're,
8: we're all walking over the one system up here,
0: yeah. <laughs> the, one, the, one, the one wire, the, wrong, the wrong system, uh, um, the one wire, yeah. Jenny Mac, it must be there's, of us, there's
8: right? a lot of us up here wired wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you said it Stevie. you know you said it but thanks to mark thanks to Cleany here and obviously to peter Forson as well we covered a lot of ground tonight and stevie and joe thanks to you as well i appreciate it. every monday or tuesday the two lads are on here and there's no problem even when there is obstacles in the way dramatically on the podcast and uh, a lot of work goes in to this behind the scenes folks we all just rock up and uh and do a look, show and look, and look as good as this i look as good as this yeah yeah that's there's a whatsapp group there and that joke is hopping day and night uh right. so there's a good bit goes into it so but is but
2: kevin um, doesn't it just show what what's going on in, in ga in our county that we so much to talk about and so much more we could chat about like mm-hmm. you know jesus sometimes we're so hard on ourselves in the county here everything is negative this and negative that and you know we're only looking at the small picture sometimes you know we're looking at the county teams and we're ah this is going wrong and that's going wrong and the other is going wrong or whatever Look at the unbelievable, you know, what the GA is all about. I keep saying it. what you know, sometimes we, we sometimes we, we miss it. You know, it's it's uh, it's just brilliant what's going on in the county and fair play to everyone. It's just it's it's brilliant, you know. It gives especially in the COVID times, lad, you know yourself, the crack we had even on the tourists the other day, in your chatting and you're talking to people and meeting people and it's just great to be back at it and you know, it's brilliant. It's great buzz, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. You actually you just can't beat it and it is something that you were 110% miss and you'd hope that it will never be taken away from you again, do you know? Yep. But the the gratitude you'd have and the appreciation, uh, definitely, I, I, uh, I agree with you 100%. Lads, thanks a million. Um that. I thought there's no WhatsApp group in five minutes probably, but anyway, thanks again yep. and we'll, we'll chat to you all soon, folks. All yeah. the best.